Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> Great again. One year ago, I came to Davos and told you that our house is on fire. I said I wanted you to panic. Kill me. When we children tell you to panic, we're not telling you to go on like before. Kill me. We are not telling you to keep talking about reaching net zero emissions. We're not telling you to offset your emissions. Let's be clear, we don't need a low carbon economy. We don't need to lower emissions. Our emissions have to stop if we are to have a chance to stay below the 1.5 degree target. We must forget about net zero we need real zero. I doubt it. You are fake news. Go home, dude. Great story. Very fake news. Compelling and rich. Sadiq Khan is just a gay muzzy terrorist. I agree with that. Skag Bree over here. Get your clothes back! Get back out of here! You are a terrific team on all counts. All right, go, go! In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Plenty to talk about tonight, a whole bunch of topics to get through, so I will aim to be as quick-hitting as possible, and you'll be pleased to know I saved impeachment for the very last, ah. just in case uh, you want to make like the senators and sleep through it, that'll be very convenient. But first, uh, of course, everybody online is talking about it right now. Shocking reports today that NBA legend Kobe Bryant has died in a helicopter crash in Southern California. We will uh, check in with all the latest information there. Uh, coronavirus is spreading globally, and uh, Blonde has all the dad jokes ready to go to make this zombie apocalypse a little funnier. It required a lot of brainstorming. I don't know that any of them are my originals. Ah, all right. <laughs> well, uh, and then Trump becomes the first uh, the first sitting president to speak at March for Life in D.C. We'll uh, listen to a little bit of that speech. A dad challenges Elizabeth Warren on student debt forgiveness. Meanwhile, all yeah. the knives come out for Bernie. Yeah. After Elizabeth Warren's knife last week and CNN's uh, knife, now everybody's after Bernie from the establishment Hillary people to the woke scolds of the left after this Joe Rogan endorsement business. We'll check in on that. You heard it in the intro. Greta competes with AOC for the most insane communist statement of the week. We'll check in with those before uh, impeachment to close. And we will take Super Chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show, of course, because we are no good, low-down money grabbers. We'll uh, check in with DLive as well. Uh, 
And uh, as always, it will be this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's Matt Christensen Media. Dot com. One of the many things we feature over on the website is special deals from listener-owned businesses, of course. This week's feature business is uh, our friends over at Black Rifle Garb, offering apparel to celebrate the Second Amendment that is only recognized by elite individuals who know and love the AR-15. I'm a big fan of their subtle styles. They show uh, patriotism and 2A enthusiasm without being too loud about it. I love the graphic of the flag made out of a- uh, AR parts. I love the graphics of the uh, Sig, Smith & Wesson, or Glock slide serrations. And I also love that uh, Bryce, who runs Black Rifle Garb, is a listener of the show. So he's offering 5% off store-wide using the promo code MCLISTENER. And if you take advantage of that offer, you're helping out the show as well. Find everything from Black Rifle Garb plus special deals from all of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Couple uh, meetups to catch up with. Uh, Calgary up north had a meetup. Looks like that was a lot of fun. Glad to see a bunch of white supremacists in the great white north. That's very appropriate. Uh, thanks for that, guys. And then Cincinnati, or more specifically, uh, right across the bridge from Cincinnati in Kentucky. And I like to see the uh, the graphic up uh, up on the wall behind them, so everyone oh! knows where to. That's so cool. Everyone knows where to round up. Yeah. So uh, that's very cool. Thanks for sharing the pictures with us, guys. As a reminder, uh, if you want to find listeners in your area who might be uh, interested in making some new friends, that's on the community page of my website. And we also just launched the dating-specific list. I've been told that there are, one, a few potential success stories in development, maybe. Yeah. And two... Actual females on the list. So round of applause. That's a that's a show accomplishment. Uh, whether you're looking for friends or potentially a soulmate with exquisite podcast podcast taste, yeah. Uh, check out the community page. And of course, um, you know, we always love to see pictures of the ongoing. So keep sending we them online, guys. Much yeah, appreciated. Two chicks, right? Did you say ten? I multiple. I can confirm multiple. Okay. I think good. they're seriously speaking. I don't know the exact number, but the ratio. Oh, I thought you just said two. What did you say? Maybe I did. I must have misunderstood you. The ratio is improving to uh, new heights that I did not expect. It is the place for sweet right-wing poon. So everybody check it out. (laughs) Blonde endorsed. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Wow. There's no way to transition to the news of the day from that. But um, if you were more clever, you could do a transition on right-wing poon. I can't do this one. in, oh, I forgot uh, it's Kobe. <laughs> in, in, new, in news that I thought was fake. This was breaking yeah. while I was doing the show prep this afternoon. And uh, I saw TMZ reporting it. And then I clicked on the link and TMZ's website had crashed. And I thought, ah, oh, this is probably bullshit. Or they took it down because it's debunked. But it is now confirmed by multiple outlets. Uh, NBA legend Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter Gianna are dead in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California, outside of L.A. He was 41 years old. They were uh, apparently traveling to a youth basketball game. And there were nine total people on this helicopter, including other parents and kids. So Kobe Bryant, obviously very high profile. But there are several families, absent parents and kids today as a result of this, this crash. Um, there were no survivors reportedly. Oof, nine all nine on died? board. Yeah. yeah, all nine on board dead. 
This comes uh, just a day after LeBron James passed Kobe for third place on the NBA's all-time scoring list. Kobe, last night on Twitter, his last tweet is actually congratulating LeBron on the achievement. Uh, Kobe, of course, played for the Lakers from 96 to 2016. He won five NBA championships, two NBA Finals MVP awards, league MVP in 2008, and he's an 18-time All-Star. Leads the Lakers franchise in all sorts of stats, uh, total points, uh, three-pointers, steals, and games played. This clip of Kobe discussing his daughter and another clip of him playing basketball with his daughter, Gianna, are now circulating on Twitter. The thing that happens is when we go out and, and, and fans will come up to me and she'll be standing next to me and they'll be like, hey, you got to have a boy. You and V got to have a boy, man. You have somebody carry on the tradition, the legacy. She's like, oi. I got this. You know, boy, for that, I got this. Like, that's right. Yes, you do. You got this. And that's the stuff that is you know, heartbreaking to watch. Of course, all the best to the family, and, and not just Kobe's family, but all the other families that are involved in this as well. Yeah, helicopters are dangerous. I don't know what the hell he was doing. Avoiding LA traffic. Oh, come on. I know. Well, seriously you speaking, kids, that's you probably some of it. Stop doing high risk behaviors. No small airplanes, no motorcycles, no helicopter. Like, what are you doing, dude? I haven't seen a uh, word yet about specific cause, like what exactly happened to the helicopter. So if I people... read it was super foggy. Oh, is that the deal? Okay. I don't know. If, and if there's information that. Reporting that comes out as we're live. Go ahead and let us know. Mm -hmm. Um, Kobe is survived by his wife, Vanessa. They had four children, including 13 year old Gianna, who is now gone. They have three additional daughters. Uh, Natalia is 17. Bianca is three. Capri was born in July. So she's six or seven months old. Uh, but yeah, we may get more information as the, the stream continues. Uh, of course, news has been breaking all day and reporters are, are scrambling for, for more information. All of this was the context for one of the worst news gaffes I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, this from MSNBC's Allison Morris this afternoon. I didn't afternoon. think it was that bad. When I heard it, I was like, she, she clearly said makers. <laughs> because that's a word. <laughs> Before really... you go, I just got a text. Helicopters are more dangerous, or 1720 percent. 1,720% more dangerous than driving. Really? Is it that high? Yeah, they're super duper dangerous. Everybody's hmm. like, ooh, they were just in a helicopter. It's fine. Driving is dangerous too. Blah, blah. No, super high risk behavior. He has four daughters. And one of his daughters was a board. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Well, uh, back to this reporter. I said nakers, guys. <laughs> just God. like the reporter. Anyway, here's, here's what she said. But you couldn't deny how much he brought to the team, no matter which team, uh, which Lakers team he played on. Yeah, it seems like he was just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers. Kavita, if I could ask you to stay with us, we're going to go uh, to Bill. Ro now, I'm not huh. accusing. I'm not saying that she's racist or, or trying to be racist or whatever. Um I think it's just the most unfortunate slip I've ever heard. No, nah, Martin Luther Kuhn was somehow worse than that. No way. This is worse than Martin Luther Kuhn. It's very obvious what happened there. But to the, well, I, I'm not saying that she meant to call them the LA N words, but it is very similar. Remember, um, 
that weather reporter, Jeremy Campbell, he was fired for that slip. Should we lobby to have Allison Morris of MSNBC fired uh, since that that's what the outrage mob would do, I suppose. Sure, but only for my personal entertainment. And to get back at MSNBC, I suppose. Uh, Allison Morris tweeted uh, earlier this afternoon, earlier today, while reporting on the tragic news of Kobe Bryant's passing, I unfortunately stuttered on air, combining the names of the Knicks and the Lakers to say Nakers. Please know I did not and would never use a racist term. I apologize for the confusion this caused. Now, I don't know what the Knicks have to do with this story, but I do believe that she also knows exactly nothing about sports. So basketball teams thrown together, fine. I'll accept that explanation. With uh, with the acknowledgement that this sort of slip has cost other people their jobs. So are we going to uphold that standard or are we not? I, I suspect not because the politics are correct. Anyway, uh, that's all That's all I have on the Kobe stuff for now. But yeah, if, uh, if there's more information that comes in while we're live, go ahead and let us know, guys. Uh, I, there are a couple of Richmond leftovers I wanted to talk about because, of course, this time last week, I was very worried, and I think you were too, about what was going to happen on Monday. I was convinced yeah. that like some somebody was going to go start something. Someone would react defensively. We'd have a bad situation, and the you know Virginia uh, Virginia State Legislature and media would get the narrative they want about gun owners bad and racist and evil. Well, it didn't happen, and it worked out about as well as it possibly could have. I've got a video about that earlier this week. And uh, they tried. They tried to make it happen. There were a couple instances where people looked like they were... Oh, you mean media tried to make it happen? Media tried, yeah. Oh. I thought everybody seemed remarkably well-mannered. Everybody remained peaceful, and they made their case, and I think they'll, they'll change some minds long-term. And I, I also think they exposed a lot of media hacks, which we've talked about, and there's one more that I want to talk about tonight. Um, which is, uh, Gabe Gutierrez. Uh, this is the one clip that I didn't get a chance to share, but I thought it was hilarious. Gabe Gutierrez is, uh, in Richmond, uh, reporting on scene and some, some older gentleman, uh, gives him a piece of his mind during the report. There are a lot of, of President Trump supporters here. They see this as an affront on the Second Amendment. And certainly, yes, the president has uh, been tweeting uh, about this rally for several days. So, Hallie, I'm going to send it back to you. Gabe Gutierrez, live for us there. Thank you, Gabe. Appreciate it. And apologies for some of the background noise that you just heard in Gabe's live shot. Back to impeachment news. He is every man. Based Santa Claus or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. And that, that kind of uh, is, uh, a, that that represents their coverage quite well. Nothing to see here. Move along. Impeachment time. Okay. Yeah, really. What did he say? Something, fuck you, fuck you. You lying pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, th- this particular reporter had one of the relevant lies, if you want to call it that, mistakes, whatever. He had one of the bigger pieces of fake news in this whole uh, event. He put this tweet out where he said uh, a bunch of people in, in, um, in Richmond are chanting, we will not comply. And then he posted a video of them reciting the pledge of allegiance. I'm okay. fine with that now. Uh, now, he did actually post a clip of them saying we will not comply in a response later. It looks like he got the clips mixed up as opposed to like an outright lie. Mm. But 
another add another tally in cases where funny it's weird how all the mistakes go in one political direction that's very odd uh, just once i want them to uh make a mistake that makes the protesters look good yeah or a, a pro-trump mistake mm. maybe not holding my breath though um as far as the the, the whole thing of course was framed under this uh, idea that white supremacists were going to come attack the event and the implication from a lot of media outlets that white supremacists were some kind of organizational force. Like this thing was inherently white nationalist, white supremacist, racially based, whatever. But the big piece of that claim was this idea that there there were these arrests uh, on Thursday after the governor had actually announced the state of emergency. And there was the arrest of a Canadian illegal immigrant who was going around the East coast with his friends who were in the base, which is a reported militant white nationalist group. And have you was, ever heard of this before? No, not before this. Yeah. But we didn't have uh, a lot of information about this group or what, uh, what the plans actually were. It was just like, Oh, they were going to Virginia. So the Virginia event is bad. Now, at least according to the detention document that the, has been filed in their case, we have some idea, at least as the Department of Justice or the FBI is concerned. So according to these documents, their interest was not in fighting Virginia gun control. They were basically interested in provoking a civil war. This is uh, according to that document. In discussion on December 23rd, two of them said, I literally need I need to claim my first victim. You know, we got this situation in Virginia where this is going to be. That opportunity is boundless. And the thing is, you've got tons of guys who are just in theory or who just in theory should be radicalized enough to know that all you got to do is start making things go wrong. And if Virginia can spiral, uh, spiral out to a full blown civil war, if there's like a popo cruiser, that's so weird that they use the term popo unironically, but I guess they do. If there's like a popo cruiser parked on the street and he doesn't have backup, I can execute him on a whim and just take his stuff. He has literally zero chance of not being ganked. So they're plotting, they're planning on going there and shooting cops and like provoking this thing into a violent conflict. Uh, they they talk about their their rifle configurations and all this stuff too. But the bottom line is these people are collapsitarians. This is your, they were inspired by blonde. They were not inspired by two A activists in Virginia. That much is true. Uh, and and again, this is assuming there's evidence for this communication. This is just I, you can't see the communication itself. This is just what the DOJ is claiming. Oh, uh, no. But assuming even all of this is true, how is this grounds to curtail the rights of the rest of the people in Virginia? No, that's this nonsense. Is, this is clearly anomalous. Interesting you bring that up because you are the second person today that has told me not to cause any civil unrest. <laughs> Weird. Who was the other one? Can I ask her? My brother-in-law just threw it into conversation today. Do not cause any civil unrest, Blonde. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, if anything, if the, if Richmond, if the state of Virginia is under threat from these people who are trying to provoke violent conflict, that's all the more reason the citizens of Virginia need to need defend to themselves. They need that information, one, so they know what to watch out for, and two, they need not to have their right to defend themselves restricted. Anyway, we've talked about that a whole bunch. I just wanted some clarity since that was left off, kind of, uh, that was sort of left hanging, and now we know a little bit more. Big news from the UK, Brexit is finally going to happen. Is this a reality? Uh, it sounds like it. Boris Johnson formally signed the EU withdrawal agreement. 
a week before the deadline, which we talked about this. When was that? A few weeks ago. Hmm. And we were like, this is never going to happen. Um, it remains to be seen. Uh, which was January 31st. The agreement now concluded. Talks are due to begin over the future relationship between the UK and Brussels. So I guess I'll run down a little bit of the specifics. 600-page document includes agreements on oh citizens' God. rights, the UK's $33 billion worth of financial obligations to the bloc and the North Ireland Protocol, establishing the arrangements for maintaining an open border on the island of Ireland. Um, the European Parliament's Constitutional Affairs Committee backed the agreement on Thursday by 23 votes to three, setting up the final act next week. Uh, and then they're going to vote, Parliament will vote, EU Parliament uh, to ratify the deal. And there's no, ex this is not, this is all expected to go through. There's no expected obstacle or I any mean, wrinkle or complication. Historically speaking, I, I just can't imagine that everything's going to go smoothly. Hmm. But I don't, I don't know enough about this to, to you know, make some kind of intelligent sure. assessment of it. Um, so under the agreement, the UK will leave the EU at midnight central European time on January 31st. The UK will, will remain in the EU's single market and customs union, but none of the decision-making bodies hmm. until the end of 2020. And Johnson said that he will not take the option available to him in the withdrawal agreement of extending this transition period. So he's not going to do that. We were worried about this the last time we talked about it. Yeah. Um, the prime minister said the 11-month period available without further extension is ample time to reach an agreement on a comprehensive deal. So this makes me more hopeful. But, you know, it still could um, be a disaster, I suppose. I'll believe it when I see it. But yeah. I also said the same about Jonathan Yaniv being arrested and charged. So who yeah, knows? Really. Maybe there are a lot of uh, unexpected news developments. Yeah, he messaged me. He's like, check this out. I can't believe it really happened. Jessica Yaniv. Sorry, I should not dead name. Jessica Yaniv. What was his name before? Jonathan. Uh, yeah, this maybe this is the most shocking news of the week. We mentioned it last week, of course. Uh, Jessica Yaniv had a court date involving that weapons charge with the taser and Blair White on the YouTube stream. You got Rebel Media reporter Kian Bexty outside the courthouse asking about how Jessica Yaniv is going to plead in the case. And then Jessica Yaniv attacks him physically. We watched all of that last weekend. We thought, okay, no way that anything's actually going to happen to Jessica Yaniv, who has the, you know, it seems like the consistent protection of the police and the courts in Canada. Well, lo and behold, uh, it's now reported that Jessica Yaniv was indeed arrested and charged with assault last weekend. The, the charge carries a penalty of up to five years in prison. I'm not going to predict that's going to happen, of course. But as I mentioned, this charge is now in addition to two weapons charges related to that stun gun. So as the charges stack up, you think maybe there might actually be some significant penalty here. Uh, we also discussed, of course, how Yaniv had falsely accused post-millennial uh, reporter Amy Eileen Ham of sexual assault in the courtroom bathroom. Right. Ham, Ham is now suing Yaniv uh, for defamation. Oh. So you have a civil suit there. You also have Kian Bexty filing his own civil suit regarding Do the assault Do we get any specifics incident. on that uh, supposed sexual assault? Like Not what? that I've seen. It was just like, uh, it was a, there was originally a claim that she was taking pictures, and then the police searched her phone and found no pictures. Oh, I see. Is, is taking photographs sexual assault? I don't Definitely know. I, I, don't know I thought there was going to be some, some junk grabbing or something. Something at least, like yeah, that. Alleged. So 
even if if Yaniv ends up in, in prison for some time or something like that, these these uh, civil suits will continue. So it's going to be a uh, very legally involved near future for Jessica Yaniv, and I feel uh, no sympathy for that one because you did stuff that's wrong. But two. This is, uh, being litigious is your hobby. So, you know, enjoy being on the other side of that. Uh, I, I, for one, hope that the book gets fully thrown and uh, we don't have to deal with this crap for a little while longer. Okay, uh, the I don't know if this was an official No Malarkey Tour stop, but it was in Iowa. I don't know if the No Malarkey Tour is still a thing or if they've retired that. Joe Biden somehow, some way is still holding on to a national polling lead and a. I thought Bernie uh, outpaced him this week. I don't know about nationally, but in, I, I in Iowa, he's doing poll, well. Maybe really one. Sure. I don't know about the aggregates, but Bernie is closing in. So certainly in Iowa, New Hampshire. Anyway, uh, Biden has a flimsy presumption of being the Democratic nominee at the moment, at least. He had another bizarre encounter this week. He's been in this back and forth with Bernie about the accusation of corruption against Joe Biden and social security and CBS reporter uh, Ed O'Keefe was asking Joe Biden about what's going on with Bernie in Mason city, Iowa. And this is how that went down. Well, yesterday, yesterday you said you accepted Bernie's apology. And now you're attacking him. Why are you doing that? Why wasn't his apology enough? Mr. Vice president. Why attack Sanders? Why, 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 you're getting nervous, man. Just calm down. It's okay. He apologized for saying that I was corrupt. He didn't say anything about whether or not I was telling the truth about Social Security. Thank you guys. For that. Oh, God. CBS News. So real news. I love that caption. Real news they put on it. Uh, as many tweeters said, that is actually Biden's campaign slogan now. Why, why, why? Notice, uh, again, it, I mean, it was subtle. It was not, I'm not going to say it was aggressive or violent or something. But again, he did put his hands on a person. Nah, it was just touchy Joe nonsense. I get, it's, it's like, why can't he stop touching people? I don't know. That's, he just likes to touch people. I didn't, I didn't read that as here. aggressive. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, prosecute that man. Uh, in the same way, I'm not going to sit here and say he's a pedophile or something like that. But there's a pattern of behavior of him not understanding that you just shouldn't be touching people generally. Yeah. Continues. Yeah, he's got worse personal space issues in the Chinese. Now that would have been <laughs> an excellent transition if we were talking about coronavirus next, but we're not. Oh, uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll settle on a. I was going to give you a rim shot mm. on that. Well, yeah, here let's let's find it because you earned it for um, fem quality female comedy. Thank you. Which is a lower standard for quality male content and content. <laughs> anyway uh we mentioned previously that uh back in october of course hillary clinton uh, well we mentioned previously that tulsi is suing hillary for defamation now we have some more information back in october of course hillary said on david Plouffe's podcast that tulsi gabbard is a russian asset or more specifically that the russians are grooming their asset who is unspecified and then right. it asked if she's referring to tulsi hillary said if the nesting doll fits what does that even mean it means yes well it yeah have talking. you ever heard that expression before <laughs> oh she's just making a joke like if the shoe fits but she's making a russian reference that's all oh i'm really dumb yeah, yeah. okay oh, that over was the clever. pregnancy brain <laughs> clever for hillary she gets a rim shot too aren't they called something else though they're called many things um yeah. i forget like i forget exactly i was i was looking at it 
earlier today in reference to this, actually. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Tulsi had previously said um, she would sue Hillary for defamation, of course. Now it's happening. Tulsi is seeking $50 million Ooh. in damages. The lawsuit claims actual malice on Hillary's part and reads in part, quote, Tulsi is not a Russian asset. No one Russian or anyone else controls her or her presidential campaign. Instead, Tulsi is a loyal American servant declaring her allegiance to the United States of America, both as a soldier and as a member of Congress. Many people have uh, taken note of some of the subtleties within the complaint, like uh, Tulsi referring to Hillary Clinton as a, quote, cutthroat politician, which is, you know, kind of funny but i actually got duped by a better one by michael malice i mentioned this on the wednesday stream i legit thought it was real (laughs) it's funny regardless but i thought tulsi gabbard and her legal team actually had the balls to put in the complaint quote tulsi gabbard is a natural person who is a citizen of the state of hawaii she has never experienced does not currently experience or does not expect to experience thoughts of suicide Well played, Very gag. Good. Thankfully, the um, thankfully Snopes was able to uh, bail me out of this one, referencing another Babylon Bee satire piece. Did Hillary Clinton post condolences for Tulsi Gabbard's suicide one day early? A routine review <laughs> revealed the content was satire. Thanks, Snopes, for looking out for us. Uh, anyway, other big news of the week. What is going on with this weird Chinese bat disease? And how worried should we be? Uh, pretty worried, although we were all really worried about SARS. And I've also been informed today that it only has a 3% fatality rate. Um, well, I, I saw a stat that said that there were more deaths than successful recoveries. It was something like 50 or 60 deaths and only known like 40 known recoveries to full health. Well, we don't. I mean, surely the Chinese government is not being honest about the number of infections i've read that it might be upwards of like a hundred thousand of people that are actively infected holy really yeah but isn't there no official way to word know. like a thousand or something uh two thousand is, is the official word um so this is coronavirus is in it's it's i i've read that this is like a, a never before seen virus um but the cdc was a pretty much aware of coronaviruses before this They're common in many different species of animals, including camels and bats. And rarely, but sometimes, these viruses evolve and infect humans and then spread between humans. That's what we're seeing now. So as far Mm -hmm. as I could tell, it's spreading between saliva. So people sneezing on each other, stuff like that. Um, SARS is of the same variety. Um, So most coronaviruses infect animals, not people. Now, Chinese, they eat disgusting stuff. Just gross, weird inhumane stuff it's terrible what I've they seen do to some animals weird pictures and footage from this market that is allegedly at the center yeah, of this yeah so 56 people have died and 2,000 chinese citizens um and outside have been infected but i'm sure it is much 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 higher than this uh let's talk about this market where are the notes on that the huanan or huanan seafood wholesale market in wuhan that's what we're talking about yeah why am i not seeing this oh it looks like your curse oh there we go um, fish bats you. snakes yeah uh, they sell fish bats snakes badgers baby wolves frogs and dogs and a lot of these are consumed raw so i'm sure everybody's seen this viral video of this 
Chinese bitch eating this raw bat soup at this point. She's just like eating. Is the, the bat raw? Was it? I mean, it looks like a recently... it's totally raw. I couldn't tell. I guess it still has like, a, you know, it, its face is still intact. That's what's freaky about that thing. Uh, yeah, the whole thing is freaky and weird. They also eat raw toads. They just like while they're alive, they'll slit open their innards and then just like eat their intestines. I had a, a listener of the show tell me about eating the there, there are, I don't know about this market, but places in Asia more broadly where you can eat a, they bring you a monkey alive and you cut open the skull and eat the brains while the thing's alive. We're talking about eating animals alive in, in this sort of way. And I thought it was BS, but I looked it up and it's totally legit. That is so messed up. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if that's what's causing the disease, but these are the sorts of things we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been following this conspiracy theory, and I'm going to call it that because I think this is stupid, that it is some biochemical weapon released by the Chinese that's escaped from this lab that was studying it. I think the whole thing is horseshit. It clearly has come from eating weird animals and is evolved to be able to transmit through other humans, from human human. I mean, the one thing, I have not spent a lot of time reading about this, but... Uh, and to give the other side of that, our, our a friend of the show, Neo Unrealist, I was listening to, he uploaded a video on this. If you want to hear the other side of it, check out his channel. Uh, it, I just find it very oddly coincidental that there's this lab to study SARS and Ebola like 40 kilometers away. And they, they the, the idea that that has no relationship to this. I don't know. That seems it seems very strange to me that it's as big as China is and as populated as it is that the disease. Just we don't so know it originated in this lab. We don't know that we we know that as chi- according to what China is saying, it originated at this market, which happens to be in relatively right. close proximity. But how do we know this that lab? this lab wasn't studying it because they were aware that it had originated locally? Because of their yeah, could, weird could eating be. preferences, yeah. I, I just I find to me that the the presence of this lab in such close proximity to whatever the origin of it is is so coincidental. I can't simply ignore it and presume it has no relationship. Yeah, I I wouldn't they but, be doing something that was more easily communicable and uh, that would affect more non Chinese people? And then what's the there? There is clearly a relationship between eating snakes, especially and bats. And the coronavirus. What about that? Well, that, this lab works with bats too. They do all this. So what did they weird... do? I mean, did they give a bat that they had worked on to the market to infect their own people? Why? Why would they do or that? Or is it possible that someone, like somebody who works at this lab, goes to the market for lunch and it transmits that way? If there's live animals that are being consumed, I'm I mean, open a... to an accidental transmission theory. But at this point in time, I'm, I'm like, I'm not signing up for any of this designed biochemical Chinese Oh, I don't, warfare. yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, we just know that they're studying very similar diseases in very close proximity. Yeah. I don't know if it's designed weapon. I just know that that research know. is I mean, on. I'm very convinced because tons of the animals at this market were found to have coronavirus that were being mm. ingested. Um, so, and it's also bizarre stuff. It's like you eat a, a, a raw bat, like you're going to get some weird diseases Stop. Stop doing stuff like this. Chinese people. Yeah. Uh, Um, What's the deal on the quarantines and the travel restrictions? Yeah. So China has basically shut down Wuhan to reduce the spread of the virus. They've canceled transportation leaving the city uh, since 10 a.m. on Thursday. The travel restrictions were extended to four other cities whose names I'm going to butcher. But Huanggong, Azu, 
Chibi and Zhejiang later that day, and constraints were announced in eight more cities on Friday. It's impacted more than 35 million people. I've heard that they've shut down uh, public some public parks, Shanghai, Disney, um, because I think Shanghai is only 500 or so miles away. Hmm. Um, and they're also they're building like some kind of state ordered hospital too. Like in a in a week, we're going to build this massive hospital to deal with all of this. Yeah, I mean, I've been following this closely, and like, it, it reminds me a lot of SARS. So I'm not I'm not super concerned about it now. I mean, they identified it a month ago, and we're not seeing uh, like the number of fatalities that you would expect if it were super deadly or communicable. But also, we don't know how much they're lying about the death toll. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the, uh, we didn't go through the international cases yet, did we? We just want to be clear about the known international presence. Right. I I mean, uh, almost everything's in China, but I think there are two cases in the United States. Uh, A third case was located in Southern California. I think there are four in Australia. Uh, but in the United States, there are 60 mm. patients under investigation as of this morning for possible infection gotcha. in over 20 U.S. states. 20 states already. Holy mm. cow. I saw uh, one senator, Josh Howley, was talking on Twitter about imposing a, a U.S. travel ban or travel restriction to China. But that, of course, is not in place uh, presently. We'll see if something like that happens. Oh, people in the live chat are saying uh, five cases in the United States. I, mm. I put these up, uh, these notes up from uh, an article that was midday. So. Yeah, if it if it mutates, we're gonna be we're gonna be in some deep shit. But I'm trying well, not to be an alarmist about it. Coronavirus is a sort of funny name. Uh, of course, it's bad marketing for Corona, which we'll get to in a moment. Very unfortunate if you enjoy a good Mexican lager. Uh, you might pick Pacifico next time. I suspect. <laughs> But you told me that uh, you and some friends and or family were coming up with some better names for friends, this disease. Friends, I'm not going to implicate my family in this. I don't know, but I, I enjoyed them. And so opportunity okay. for female comedy. Go right ahead. I wish I originated some of these. Okay. So we've got the Kung Flu. <laughs> that is my personal favorite. Okay. I didn't think of that one. This, is also, this one is also good. Panda Emic. Subtly racist, so I, I like that one especially. <laughs> Shang Dai. That that one's my. Uh, I like that one the best. Shang Dai is my preference. Okay, okay. Chop yeah. Spewy. That, one, that one's good. It's honorable. All right, live I'm, chat. Don't fail me. I know you guys. You guys can come up with some good puns on the hilarious coronavirus. And I saw this on Twitter. Our friend Sean posted, uh, "What goes great with coronavirus." Uh, Lyme disease. Lyme disease. So thank you for that. Uh, Sean, all I can say about this, I of course have no medical expertise or epidemic or pandemic expertise to tell you. I can just say I would prefer weird uh, Chinese bat zombie apocalypse to communist takeover. So if we have to go collapsitarian, maybe this disease route is, um, is fine, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does appear that there are five confirmed cases in the United States now. Hmm. So the last I checked, there was a third one in Southern California. Did you guys know what the other two states two states are? It was Washington, in, Chicago. Some were at least investigated in Virginia. I don't know if they're confirmed, but I know Virginia was part of it. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Um, How worried are you? Uh, well, not where I am, I'm not very worried because it's not common to have a lot of like you know, Asian traffic coming through here. It's there's some sure. I'd be a little more worried if I was in a metropolitan area on the West coast, uh, admittedly, 
But, you know, these days anyone can travel to anywhere in the world fairly quickly uh, and fairly easily. So I don't want to get too complacent and think I'm totally safe because, yeah. you know, you can That's get true. from Shanghai to here in a day. And I was at the Seattle airport today. Ooh, get your uh, disinfecting wipes. Um, I wasn't at the uh, international terminal, so I wasn't too worried about it. Mm. Well, um, I don't know what to tell you, but I, I really have to go to the bathroom. Okay. So. Do you, do you want me to take some super chat or do you? Uh, sure. Is it time for a break yet? We could, we'll, we'll do a quick break while you go pee. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Uh, I'll start off with Streamlabs and we'll catch up with super chat later since that's blonde's one job, but she has to oh. uh, abdicate her duties. Um, I will check in over on Streamlabs, guys. Cameron says, I can't catch the stream to get today. Our vacation in New Zealand or on vacation in New Zealand. We'll enjoy that. The reason why the protest was allowed to happen was that the powers that be see Second Amendment advocates as no threat to the state, unlike those men seen at Charlottesville while off to pay homage to St. Saint, Tarrant Saint Disavow. <laughs> Disavow, Cameron. Uh, but thank you and have a, uh, have a fun vacation. Raggle Fraggle says, uh, sing this. Everybody was Kung Flu fighting. Do, 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 do. Those germs were fast as lightning. All right. There you go. <laughs> that's a good one i like that one matt vicari says hey i thought uh we should have a moment of silence for the other two people in that helicopter oh man <laughs> you can't do this captain Sumting wong we too low holy fook and bing or bang ding ow i remember them they were the ones who they were the ones who were uh, piloting that plane in san francisco unfortunately they didn't make it this time legendary trolling uh, some might say too soon uh, in this case, but uh, anytime you want to honor those legendary trolls, I'm fine with that. Matt Vicari just made a joke reference. Did you ever catch that news bit when the uh, the Chinese plane crashed at the San Francisco airport and somebody trolled the news station into reporting that the captain's names were Sum Ting Wong, <laughs> yeah. Lee Too Low? He said they were piloting Kobe's helicopter. Oh, but, you know. Uh, Redicus says, so Governor Blackface was worried about uh, some helter-skelter asshats, asshats who would uh, start something in a crowd of guns. Some reason I imagine that not setting off. Plus, I doubt keyboard warriors would do anything. It was, uh, or was it uh, Unicorn Riot with the training video? I do remember that training video. That thing was legendary. Redicus also says China has no transparency, which is why this is scary. The numbers can't be trusted. The officials aren't above researching bioweapons. All footage could be old, and this could just be bad lab procedures contaminating the market, which had live animals. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why I, I don't want to say that it's either or, you know. Yeah. It, it's possible these things are related, you know. Yeah. Should we do some? Uh, you've been in Streamlabs, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm all caught up on Streamlabs. We could do a couple if you want. Sure. Thank you. That's going to get me through the show. I really sure. appreciate it. Yeah. I should stop sitting on the ground. I'm starting to make involuntary noises when I get up and sit down now. <laughs> I don't know if you heard me, but I got up and I was like, Ugh! <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, Jake Hartstern, please call the coronavirus Winnie the flu. <laughs> mm. I like that. All right. Um, I also saw yellow fever on the live chat. That, that, all right. That was good. One. <laughs> uh, Aggie jet pilot catch show tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to my favorite week weekly show. Thank you so much. Well, thanks. Shauna Thornton blonde, no homo, but you look stunning and green, Matt. You don't look ugly. Thank you. I will take compliments uh, where I can get them these days. Thank you much. Because I'm pretty fat. Uh, Aki jag. I have some cash from a person of colored people 
Love the show. YouTube tried to unsubscribe me, but I keep coming back. Are you like one of those Asians that calls themselves a person of color? Or are you like a legit person of color? Yeah, I guess you have to ask. I guess you do have to ask. Not that I don't appreciate the donation. I'm just curious. (laughs) That's all. It's probably worth more, though, if it comes from the right race, I would think. In the future economy, at least. The progressive economy. (laughs) This is racist. Um, Nobody says, I was in Wuhan's and asked for a happy ending. Your people go above and beyond, Miss Peng. Not Asian. I'm not Asian. Look how round my eyes are. I don't know. You seem to be unusually hard on the Chinese. It's as if you're trying to disassociate or dissociate too strongly. I just feel like anybody that eats dogs, like if it comes back on you. Okay. (laughs) For me, it's the, uh, it's the live thing. I can't get over. I know that some cultures are bound to eat different animals. That's, you know, different parts of the world, whatever. The live thing is weird. That is just bizarre to me. Dogs. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, I don't want to eat a dog. In, so anyway. I'll let you sit with that for a second. Laurel, All right. Blonde, you have a stunning pregnancy glow tonight. Pregnancy is agreeing with you. Thank you, Laurel. On my new channel, Motherland with Robin Riley, we are going to talk about pregnancy myths, and pregnancy glow is one of them. I constantly look like shit, and I feel like garbage. And But I, I once again, I will take your compliments and uh thanks again to laurel for uh for going to richmond to report and people should check out her channel not only if you want interesting richmond footage but just uh a legally qualified opinion on a lot of the issues of the boogaloo let's put it that way whether it's immigration militias whatever whatever you want to know about the legal aspects and just other philosophical aspects laurel's a great channel to check out uh let's do one more i'm not doing these in sequential order because this one is really funny Uh, skip mayfield just said Blonde, what if they ate Caesar? I would I would have a a new love for the Chinese if they ate Caesar. Totally redeem I'd, themselves. Yeah, they would totally redeem themselves. Um okay, let's circle back later. All right. I'm going to uh I'll catch up with D Live later, guys, but I'm gonna see if it lets me open up the uh treasure chest quickly for you guys. So hang tight. That'll that'll drop in thirty seconds or so. There we go, uh, and let's uh, let's talk Trump at the uh, March for Life. Not to be confused with March for Our Lives, which I always almost say. This is not David Hogg's anti-gun thing. This is um, the annual pro-life event in D.C. that attracts tens of thousands each and every year, but you never hear about it because the Women's March or David Hogg or whatever they're doing is far more important. But it has happened every year since 1974. In 2013. God, the numbers are incredible. The event drew 650,000 attendees. That's 2013. That's not this year. But it does get something in the six-figure range each and every year in in recent years, making it um, among the largest DC events ever. Here is what uh, some of what uh, Trump had to say at the event on Friday. It is my profound honor to be the first president in history to attend the March for Life. We're here for a very simple reason, to defend the right of every child, born and unborn, to fulfill their God-given potential. All of us here today understand an eternal truth. Every child is a precious and sacred gift from God. Together, we must protect, cherish, and defend the dignity and the sanctity of every human life. Sadly, the far left is actively working to erase our God-given rights, shut down faith-based charities, ban religious believers from the public square, 
and silence Americans who believe in the sanctity of life. They are coming after me because I am fighting for you, and we are fighting for those who have no voice. And we will win because we know how to win. This year, the estimates I've seen vary widely. I've seen estimates from something like 45,000, but reporters I've seen on scene say more like 100,000 attendees. I don't know. The number is very large, certainly mm-hmm. large enough to merit some coverage that you're not going to see. But just to give you an idea of the scale of the attendance, look at this uh, just quick fast forward uh, video clip of, of the people marching. Just oh my the gosh. mass amount of people going by this camera in I don't know what sort of time frame we're looking at here, no more than five, 10 minutes. I was never good at the jelly bean game, but that seems like hundreds of thousands of people. It's, I have no, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's, it's plenty sizable to discuss uh, this sort of thing, but you're not going to hear any mention of it. Of course, Um, one person who was in attendance, I kind of forgot that this was the origin of the whole Covington issue last year was the march for life that's why the covington kids were there that's why they were hanging out at the lincoln memorial was that's that why one they, year ago that's it. it's already been and jesse smollett too both of those things happened almost the same time wow. this time last year well nick sandman was in fact attending the march for life he says on twitter i will never pass an opportunity to march for life pictures of uh various scenes around uh dc from friday uh And uh, as Washington Times columnist uh, Tim Young put it, at least I I liked this caption here, uh, gotta love it when CNN's highest paid person shows up to support conservatives. That's always nice to see. Uh, This, of course, a reference to Nick Sandman getting a massive undisclosed payout from CNN over the defamation uh, that he uh, endured last year. Unclear if uh, Nathan Phillips attended this year. I did not see any pictures of Nathan Phillips and his four teeth floating around defaming other people with nonsense, but uh, maybe he was there. I don't know. Um, But anyway, in the interest of time, I was going to keep it moving, but unless you have anything else to say about the March for Life. Nope. I think it's great though. Um, I'm this thing needs to have more attention on it. It never will be. Uh, And the thing that goes along with this too, is just, this has been happening every year since Roe v. Wade was decided. And, and even the life issue aside, this is all I've talked about it a million times before you Roe v. Wade is bunk constitutional law. It needs to go away. It need this needs yeah. at bare minimum. This needs to be returned to the States. And I think that's, uh, that's uh, another huge consideration here in addition to mm-hmm. just people out there to value life. But, but yeah, um, other things to talk about as well. Anyway, uh, Elizabeth Warren, had a uh, event in Grimes, Iowa. She had a uh, she had a conversation with a dad, who uh, a father of a, a student, and this father of a student approached Elizabeth Warren and asked her if he would be refunded for his daughter's education after he uh, he had saved his money to pay for it. So dad saves up his money his whole life, pays for his daughter's education. She's going to graduate. Everything's great. He hears Elizabeth Warren say. We're going to relieve everyone's student debt. We're going to pay all your bills. And his question is basically, well, listen, I played by the rules. I did it right. I saved my money. I paid for my daughter's education. Now you're going to tell me that my idiot friend who spent his money on cars and vacations is in the same situation. He's better off. Yeah. 
Yeah, he gets bailed out and he actually gets the win because he got all that stuff in the past, plus he gets the same financial position on education. And he asked her if he'd get his money back. Elizabeth Warren, will you give me my money back that I've already paid in to financing my daughter's education? Elizabeth Warren says, of course not. I just want to ask one question. My daughter's getting out of school. I've saved all my money. She doesn't have any student loans. Am I going to get my money back? So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. No, it's not anybody that's screwed. Of course we did. My buddy had fun, bought a car, went on vacations. I saved my money. He made more than I did. But I worked a double shift, worked extra. My daughter worked, she was 10. So you're laughing. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. We did the right thing, and we get screwed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, we didn't get much discussion there. You know, it was, I think it was uh, like a take a picture with a candidate type thing. It wasn't really meant to be a Q&A, but dad took the opportunity. Warren was asked um, about this exchange and her plan on CBS News later, though. So here's Elizabeth Warren's response. Just last sure. night, there was a video that surfaced. A lot of people are talking about it today. It's of a father who approached you at an event and said, you know, it's not fair. I've saved for my daughter's college education, and now you're talking about forgiving and helping out all the people who didn't save. For Americans who were in that father's position, who felt they did the right thing and you're bailing out those who didn't, what's your response? Look, we build a future going forward by making it better. By that same logic, what would we have done? Not started Social Security because we didn't start it last week for you or last month for you? Think of it this way. When I was growing up, I wanted to be a public school teacher. My family had no money. Are you saying tough luck to these people, Senator? No. What I'm saying is there was a $50 a semester option for me. I was able to go to college and become a a public school teacher because America had invested in a $50 a semester option for me. So, yeah, that dad gets the screw. I mean, just just to be clear, as Elizabeth Horn would say, that dad does get the screw. Yeah. But the rest of what she's saying here is is just nonsense. The response is as bad as the exchange itself. First of all, your $50 a semester tuition was not because the government had invested. It's because the government had not yet subsidized this thing to infinity and beyond. Right. Guess what? When you artificially increase the buying power of a of a huge amount of consumers, you've artily, artificially increased the demand. When you artificially increase the demand, what happens? Shock of shocks. The price goes up. I can't believe it, but this happens with literally every product the government subsidize. Uh, and if it's allowed, if we're allowed to <laughs> absolve the debt, then this is never going to correct itself. There's never going to be a correction in the student loan market. Mm. Uh, people will just continue valuing an education at the same inflated price that they did before. Sure. They'll keep taking out loans. No, like it's it has to come crashing down. The idea that more government money is going to make it cheaper and more accessible is uh, fantasy world. She also she cited Social Security as though it's like some sort of um, benchmark or even ideal or whatever. Social Security is going to be insolvent in not too much time. And that is because we have more people with entitlement than we have people who can pay for those entitlements. That is what will happen here, too. Right. One hundred percent. So, to, ooh, look how by that logic, we shouldn't have done Social Security. Well, Social Security is not in great shape. It has massive problems that maybe we wouldn't want to extend to the education industry or market. 
And Social Security, I didn't like this comparison because Social Security is not about relieving debts that you agreed to take on. In theory, Social Security is about your money that you have had taken from you by the government, given back to you for your retirement. This is a program uh, that, that would simply ask those who either didn't go to college or were responsible in financing their education like this father was to cover for those who have not been responsible. That's not the yeah. same thing. The analogy here would be like you retired into a mansion that you can't afford. And so it's social security's responsibility to cover the mortgage. Yeah. But that's not, no, that's your fault for being irresponsible. So Anyway, Elizabeth Warren continues to be in free fall. Uh, I may, I, as I said last week, I don't think she's going to win a single state. I think that uh, she, her, her last stand was uh, trying to get Bernie with that disingenuous BS about him being a sexist. I think she's done, but we'll find out in what, uh, eight or nine days time here. Meanwhile, the knives are out for Bernie, though. Everybody, everybody in the establishment wants, they want to come out to try to kill Bernie. So first we saw Elizabeth Warren in the DNC with that crap uh, with CNN, I should say, not necessarily the DNC, but all but certain coordination with CNN to frame him as a sexist on the debate stage. This is well, a stupid tactic. The, How are they uh, going to be able to cannibalize each other's constituency if they continue to do stuff like this? Yeah, I mean, the uh, the establishment attack on Bernie continues. Hillary, of course, had an interview with the Hollywood Reporter published this week. And she's discussing her upcoming Hulu documentary about her life, which I'm sure we'll all be, you know, tuning into. I can't wait. I'm going to watch it, aren't you? Well, I don't think they're going to talk about Vince Foster. And um, (laughs) they've already said there's going to be no Monica Lewinsky stuff in there. They're not going to talk. I think they said they're not even going to talk about Trump because all that stuff's been litigated. We don't want to deal with that. They're not going to talk about the controversy. They're going to talk about my feminism and my female power. And all that kind of crap. They're not going to talk about any of the scandal. But anyway, she says, I guess, in this Hulu documentary that she's asked about in this Hollywood Reporter article, she doubles down on it. She says about Bernie, he was in Congress for years. He He had one senator support him. Nobody likes him. Nobody wants to work with him. He got nothing done. He was a career politician. It's all just baloney. And I feel so bad that people got sucked into it. That sounds like an autobiography (laughs) to me. Projecting much. Yeah. And it sounds like even Obama might be out soon to speak out in favor or uh, in opposition rather to uh, to Bernie Sanders. On Tuesday, Politico reported that Obama is seriously considering weighing in on the race and speaking up to stop Bernie. According to this report, Obama sees himself as providing guardrails to make sure the primary doesn't get too ugly and to unite the party when the nominee is clear. Sources say Obama has pledged to intervene if Bernie gets a lead going because, quote, Bernie's not a Democrat. But uh, we will see. Of course, all of this is the context for the woke scolds, too, to come after Bernie Sanders. So he's getting it from the establishment uh, people who are more, more centrist than him. Let's put it that way. The establishment Democrats. And now this week, the woke scolds, the far left, are after uh, Bernie Sanders, too, because Bernie Sanders on Thursday posted an endorsement from Joe Rogan on Twitter. Podcaster Joe Rogan, of course. Joe was asked by New York Times columnist Barry Weiss, who he plans to support in the primaries, and Joe responded somewhat surprisingly. At least I was a little surprised. Maybe I didn't... Maybe I just wasn't aware of Joe's um, 
social program tendencies or whatever. I, I, I was a little surprised to hear him say he would vote for Bernie, but that is what he said. And that's what, uh, that's yeah. what, that's what Bernie posted on Twitter. Here's the clip. Who are you going to vote for in the primary? I think, I think I'll probably vote for Bernie. Him as a human being, when I was hanging out with him, and yeah. I, I believe in him. I like him. I like him a lot. What Bernie stands for is a guy who, well, look, you could, you could dig up dirt on every single human being that's ever existed if you catch them in their worst moment, and you magnify those moments, and you cut out everything else, and you only display, display those worst moments. That said... You can't find very many with Bernie. He's been insanely consistent his entire life. He's basically been saying the same thing, been for the same thing his whole life. And that in and of itself is a very powerful structure to operate from. I just can't agree that consistency in and of itself is a virtue. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, Joe, this is not surprising, I suppose, but uh, disappointing. Well, I mean, he's entitled to his opinion, you know, that that actually doesn't um, change my opinion of Joe really uh, much mm -hmm. at all. I disagree with Joe Rogan on a lot of stuff. But what I appreciate about his show and what everyone else appreciates is like you'll have everyone from Gavin McInnes to Bernie Sanders on that show to make their case. And even the yeah. Bernie, even the Bernie episode, which um, which I listened to and I hate Bernie's every single plan. I enjoyed that episode because unlike traditional news shows that are driven by just kind of clips and really quick reactions, it was a chance to hear Bernie explain his ideas at length for like two hours. Yeah. That was appreciated. That was cool. And did we talk about that at the time? Uh, I can't remember. I, I, we might have, I don't, I don't remember, but my point is like, I really don't tune into Joe's show for Joe's opinions necessarily. I tune in because I know that I'm going to get that type of conversation with people who I think are interesting. Yeah. And that's why most people appreciate it, whether they agree or not. But Joe Rogan is a, is problematic. And so the woke scolds are after, uh, are after him led by, or at least amplified by CNN putting out this tweet, Bernie Sanders is facing a backlash from some Democrats after his campaign trumpeted an endorsement from comedian Joe Rogan, a popular podcast and YouTube talk show host with a history of making racist, homophobic, and transphobic comments. That's absurd. The transphobia allegation is particularly ridiculous to me. How? I mean, were they more specific about it? The racist accusation I've seen is that he made a Planet of the Apes joke about like some Black Lives Matter thing or some something like that. Homophobia, I don't know what they're talking about. The transphobia stuff comes from Joe. The clip they circulate is Joe Rogan going, you're a man like that. And what he's talking about is um, that who's the UFC fighter who the biological male who beats on women. She busted or he busted that chick's face like really bad broke her jaw. I, I remember he's I remember talking in that context of biological men beating the shit out of biological women. Yeah. But that's called transphobic. That's the context. Anyway, that's what CNN puts up. You had um, other people. This is uh uh, Jody Jacobson here, Rewire News Editor-in-Chief. She says, Dear Bernie Sanders, please reject the endorsement of this man. It is beneath all of us. It is not okay to be celebrating an endorsement from him. And what's the evidence that she dug up? <laughs> she went back to Joe Rogan's, it looks like, Facebook from July 1st, 2015, 
where Joe Rogan was complaining that uh, the that the Dukes of Hazard has been censored or been they've they've basically cut out the Confederate flag out of Dukes of Hazard, and he's saying congratulations to the toxic lefties all over this increasingly nerfed world. Today, victory is yours. That's the most controversial thing. She wants to spin that like Joe Rogan defends Confederate flag and therefore Absurd. slavery. You have uh, MSNBC contributor Jason Johnson saying, let's be clear. By promoting Joe Rogan, Sanders is dog whistling that his campaign is a safe space for aggrieved white bigots because he'll keep these radical blocks and their identity politics in check. He's been dancing around this message for years. <laughs> Bernie Sanders has been courting aggrieved white bigots for years. I'm, okay. Uh, I, I seem to remember one of the, one of the original moments where uh, old progressive me, really young progressive me, would have been sympathetic to Bernie Sanders, but kind of had a moment of like, what the fuck is this? Get your gears spinning in your head a little bit. Was when Bernie Sanders was campaigning in Seattle. Maybe maybe you were around at the time. I don't know. The Black Lives Matter thing. They just took his mic and he's, he's like, like okay. oh, I guess that's what's happening now. Yeah, they just stood aside and let them shriek at people because what? He, he courts white bigots? He literally yeah. hands over his mic to any black person who says, hey, give me that mic. That's what Bernie Sanders does. But maybe this is the one time where he'll actually stand up to the woke left crowd. At least uh, he has not yet deleted the tweet, at least at the time we started the stream. And uh, there was a statement released from the campaign that says the goal of our campaign is to build a multiracial, multigenerational movement that is large enough to defeat Trump and the powerful special interests whose greed and corruption is the root cause of the outrageous inequality in America. Sharing a big tent requires including those who do not share every one of our beliefs. While always making clear that we will never compromise our values, the truth is that standing together in solidarity, we share the values of love and respect that will move us in the direction of a more humane, more equal world. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Just don't back down. Don't delete the tweet. Don't say, I guess you guys were right. It's 100%. Joe Rogan is a more coveted endorsement, a more valuable endorsement. Can you imagine a more valuable endorsement? Than any of these hacks. You think anyone cares what MSNBC guy or Rewire lady says? Nobody cares. So one, from a practical perspective, it's an extremely valuable uh, uh, endorsement to promote. So it's just smart politics. But even from, um, well, I guess from another practical perspective, what the woke scolds don't realize if Bernie backs off of this, let's say he deletes the tweet and, and comes out and says, I'm sorry, you guys were right. I disavow Joe Rogan. He's a terrible, awful white male bigot. He will push many people straight to Trump right. by doing that, yeah. including possibly Joe himself. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen if Joe oh, himself. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, my God. I don't know if Joe has responded. I haven't seen. Um, but. If that happened, if Bernie waffled and Joe was like, all right, fuck you, I'm voting for Trump, that would be <laughs> that would be the best uh, finish to this story. And I think a lot of people would follow him. We've talked before. There is some element of spinelessness to Bernie that that is yeah. bothersome. Believe what you believe and stick to it, man. Don't let these people push you around. So he hasn't yet. He hasn't yet, but... We'll see if he uh, we'll see if he sticks to it. I don't know. You think he's going to delete the tweet? Or you think he's just going to write it out? Yeah, he seems like a pussy, so I bet he's going to puss out and delete the tweet. He's he's lasted like three days now, though. That's a well, long time for him. That's true. It kind of is past the wave of outrage. Period. Yeah, I suppose it's maybe he's I, maybe he'll maybe hang it's on. expired. 
Well, um, we're actually making really good time. I know. I can't believe but it. I say that when I actually have a secret half hour of impeachment coverage. Like, no. Not quite that long. But there's a, there's a, there's a little bit of meat to it. Um, do you want to take a break here or do you want to just uh, power Let's through? Let's just round, out, round it out at the end of the show. How's that? Okay. How about I catch up with, uh, with our DLive people, actually, because I've left them hanging. I don't want to make them wait around till the, uh, till the end of the show through all of that impeachment stuff. Um, let's see what's being said over here. Elk Ike, I, I never know if I can say this name correctly. Ike Eichenman, we'll go with that, uh, says, Iowa folks, can y'all vote for Yang for shits and giggles? Well, we'll see. I still I still don't fully understand how the caucus works in Iowa because it's not just a simple vote. It's like you guys all go to your community center and decide as a group who you're in favor of. Right. And then that's how it gets. There's no like ballot. You know yeah. what I mean? As far as I understand. I don't know. Go there and raise your hand in your community church for Yang. Um, and Yang is surging, by the way. Yang is up to like 8%, like fourth place in some polls. Wow, I really thought that that whipped cream incident would have uh, capped his approval to like 1%. Yang is a Chinese spy who developed the coronavirus personally to wipe out the United States. Yeah, he's at home eating his bat, laughing at all of us right now. (laughs) God. Uh, Let's see. Crypto Crook says, I would vote for Bernie just to increase chances of Trump versus Bernie. That would be epically hilarious. It might be. My comedy pick is Elizabeth Warren versus Trump. But Bernie versus Trump could get funny. That would be funny. He would also surely lose. Although Warren is not a strong candidate. She's stronger think, than Bernie, though. I mean, my God. I think Bernie would do better than Warren, personally. But I don't yeah. think either would win. She's He's polling better, but he's more unelectable. Hmm. Well, uh, we're good on DLive. So we'll, we'll catch up with uh, Streamlabs and Super Chat toward the end of the show. Meanwhile, uh, the annual World Economic Forum was in Davos, Switzerland this week. You heard it in the intro. Teen climate activist Greta Thunberg spoke at, uh, about the importance not just of reducing carbon emissions, but actually immediately ending all carbon emissions. No more fossil fuels starting right now, says the, what is she now, 17-year-old who uh, bosses Gosh, around the she's 17? She looks 11. Room. She does look. Is she being well. made to look 11? One year ago, you decide. I came to Davos and told you that our house is on fire. I said I wanted you to panic. When we children tell you to panic, we're not telling you to go on like before. We're not telling you to rely on technologies that don't even exist today at scale and that science says perhaps never will. We are not telling you to keep talking about reaching net zero emissions or carbon neutrality by cheating and fiddling around with numbers. We're not telling you to offset your emissions by just paying someone else to plant trees in places like Africa, while at the same time forests like the Amazon are being slaughtered at an infinitely higher rate. Let's be clear, we don't need a low carbon economy. We don't need to lower emissions. Our emissions have to stop if we are to have a chance to stay below the 1.5 degree target. And until we have the technologies that at scale can put our emissions to minus, then we must forget about net zero. We need real zero. How? Is she being is she being chained up underneath somebody's staircase when she's not being pranced around by her <laughs> douchebag parents? She looks horrible. It's like David Hogg, too. 
David Hogg definitely has AIDS or something like that. Well, they no both are all. far too thin. Not just like that adolescent. Like they look ill. These these children look ill. It's like, Could whoa. be. Is it the stress of being in the public eye or feeling like the moral weight of, of having to to deal with these adult issues at such a young age? Or is it the public pressure? Or are the, their parents, have their parents have just destroyed these kids? I don't know. I don't know. And you would think that if it was uh, that if she's in jail under a, if she's in a cage under a staircase in a basement somewhere, and this is uh, as rehearsed as, as maybe some, maybe we believe some adults are putting her up to it. They could make a better case. I mean, I don't know. We'll get to the zero emissions in a second, but she's saying to get to this zero emissions point, we have to use technologies that don't even exist at scale. Okay. Point taken. They don't exist. How, are you going to you want to take what a government gun and point it at the scientists and be like, come on, fix it. it, hurry out. up, yeah. hurry up, you again, as we talked about a million times, the person who figures out how to satisfy massive energy needs on a global scale in a carbon reduced or zero carbon way stands to be the richest person the world has ever known. I yeah. think that's enough incentive for the scientifically inclined to start working on these things. By the way, what have we seen over time? more efficient machines of every sort. We're on the path. The United States is reducing carbon emissions. Yeah. But I, I, I love a few things about this. First of all, all these adults who just love gathering around after they all fly into some international location, please lecture me about how I'm a planet ruining sinner. I love this. Like if you take her word seriously, this event shouldn't happen. What's the carbon footprint of the world economic forum? Probably. Oh yeah. I bet it's huge. How many people took actual private jets to this? Yeah or, you know, just airplanes generally. I love that element of it. But but the second piece is like, we're warning of a, of a total disaster. And the solution is accelerating the disaster. Like, what would be a disastrous result of global warming? I don't know, maybe stopping the entire world's economy. That would be a disastrous outcome. Meanwhile, her solution is stopping the entire world's economy. This is like saying, let's commit suicide to stop our death in the future. This is nonsense. Like there, there is little more disastrous than saying, stop using all the energy that the world uses currently, but yeah. you know, whatever the we're taking lectures from a potentially diseased, possibly imprisoned child with a, you know, a gun in, in her back that we can't see pointed by some unidentified cloaked person, maybe her parents, who knows? Steve Mnuchin uh, who is the treasury secretary was asked about Greta uh, by a reporter at the event at the world economic forum. And uh, he, he said the following, he said, quote, is she the chief economist or who is she? I'm confused. After she goes and studies economics in college, she can come back and explain to us. And this was apparently super, that just seems like a common sense statement to me. Like this is a child who doesn't know anything. We're yeah. not going to take lectures from her. That seems like common sense to me, but uh, that was apparently very controversial to Chris Cuomo over on CNN, who stepped on all the rakes by saying, uh, quote, why do these Trumpers think it is OK to go at a kid? Everyone was reminding him of the uh, aforementioned settlement with Nick Sandman, who is who was 17, yeah. who was 17. And Nick Sandman, uh, Greta voluntarily makes herself a public. Figure. He got thrown into the spotlight. Yeah. So uh, they're, they're not what happened to Nick Sandman is so much worse than criticism of Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg can 
bow out at any time the same way she bowed in. Nick Sandman was thrown into the public spotlight by a bunch of malicious actors who happily amplified it. Some of them at CNN. But yes, it's funny how Chris Cuomo suddenly decides. It would have been better if he's like, <laughs> I don't know. Fredo should have tweeted some threat at Steve Mnuchin. Like, hey, punk, I'll beat your ass <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I liked that Chris Cuomo the best. Like, actually, tough guy, loosely violent Chris Cuomo is my favorite. Chris, Chris Cuomo, maybe he'll come back. Yeah. And just a reminder, as far as CNN generally, not just Chris Cuomo, but he is, of course, a representative of their network. Reza Eslan, who I don't think is with CNN anymore, um, he actually advocated punching Nick Sandman in the face at the time, or at least said, I've never seen a more punchable face, implying that That's he would right. like to yeah. see it punched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody's tweeting, about, at least nobody I'm aware of, nobody high profile is tweeting out, look, Greta Thunberg has a punchable face. Let's punch it. Let's beat her. I've not seen it at all. I mentioned that Greta is in a uh, neck and neck contest with uh, with AOC for craziest communist statement of the week. Um, AOC was speaking or she was interviewed on MLK Day by Ta-Nehisi Coates. I mentioned this interview previously because she actually had issued part of this interview. She, she was complaining about how Richmond was under policed. Mm-hmm. There were hardly any police officers. Right. There. One, not true. There were lots. Two. If there weren't enough police officers and still zero criminality, what does that tell you about gun owners, AOC? Yeah. Are they not inherent criminals? Is it possible they're actually quite safe? We didn't get a follow-up on that. But they were talking about general economic issues. She was, and uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates was. Ta-Nehisi Coates is, of course, an Atlantic correspondent who you may remember from his passionate demand for reparations in Congress. I know we played some of that on the show months ago. And... AOC and Ta-Nehisi Coates are discussing billionaires. And she says, literally, it's not possible to make a billion dollars. You can only take a billion Mm. dollars. You can only steal it. Here's what she says. We don't have a left party Mm. in the United States. Mm. The Democratic Party is not a left party. Mm. There are a lot of true believers in that we can capitalism our way out of poverty. Mm -hmm. I'm Joe Billionaire. I made widgets. I sold those widgets. I made Mm -hmm. billions of dollars, you know. Yeah selling those widgets, making those widgets. Therefore, those billions of dollars are mine. Why am I the enemy of health care? Well, you didn't make those widgets, did you? Mm. Because you Mm. employed thousands of people and paid Mm. them less than a living wage Mm. to make those widgets for you. Oh, no, girl. You didn't make those widgets. Mm. You sat on a couch Mm. while thousands of people were paid modern-day slave wages, Mm. and in some cases, real slave wages real modern day slavery. And so no one ever makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. Yeah. And I'm not here to to villainize and to say billionaires are inherently morally Mm. corrupt. Mm. But they are, (laughs) some (laughs) disagree with me, clearly. Hmm. Life in capitalism always ends in billionaires. Hmm. If you don't do it, someone else will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's who decides to Mm -hmm. make that choice Mm -hmm. is kind of just up to, you know, circumstance. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. God, it was so annoying. Yeah. Oh, what? As though what she's saying is profound. It's like she's not even listening to herself because half the things she's saying um, cut Nonsense. against her are, are actually right. correct. Like, 
capitalism always ends in billionaires. Yes. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Who employ thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Communism always ends in starvation. That's weird. Why is ending up with billionaires bad? Like, shouldn't one, shouldn't we all, maybe you don't aspire to be fabulously wealthy. There's nothing wrong with that, but we all aspire to do well for ourselves and our families. And even if you don't aspire to do as well as some other people do, you have different values or priorities in life. Doesn't that sort of wealth provide good opportunity for you and your family? I would think so. At the end, she said, she says, it's who decides to make that choice in terms of like pursuing wealth. It's just up to circumstance. Well, no, who, who decides to, fulfill market needs to innovate, to produce new things. Yeah. They do get the benefits of, of those newly developed products or services or whatever. And success gets rewarded. It's not up to circumstance in that situation. Freedom means a poor person with a incredibly bright or interesting idea can rise to become a fabulously wealthy person. It also means that a wealthy person who mismanages his wealth happens all the time. So I, 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 I can't believe some of the stuff that she's saying. People, people think you can capitalism your way out of poverty. She said that. We have a whole bunch of people in the Democratic Party who think we can capitalism our way out of poverty. Never heard that as a verb before. Yeah, well, grammatically suspect, but I get what she means. Well, people don't just think that. It is indisputably true. Free markets have elevated human wealth and overall human quality of life. Uh, the last few centuries to exponential degrees that history has never seen. It's not some people think this works in theory. It's not theory at this point, allowing people the freedom and the ownership of their own labor and to exchange that labor freely with other people in consensual voluntary transactions. That's what has led to the greatest prosperity humanity has ever known. Okay. You didn't make those widgets, did you? Well, Yes, you did. The, yeah. the, the widgets are your idea. They're your development. And what about the risk that the um, business owner has to take initially financially and to protect their intellectual property? Nobody's talking about that. Yes. It's, it may be true that physically you didn't operate the machine or do the like hand labor. It's more difficult the, work. That's why. Right. right. You, but, and the other, the other side of that is you hired out a guy to do that consensually that guy agreed to do that work for you for that wage. If he Mm -hmm. thinks that his skills um, or his contribution are requisite of a higher wage or higher earning, he can come and talk to you about that and you guys can reach a mutual agreement. And if his skills are not particularly impressive and easily replaceable, it's kind of on him to, to make himself a more, rare commodity in that market to specialize in a way that his labor is more rare and more valuable. That's, and he's free as an individual person to do that. That's how the system works. That's what makes this whole thing function. And that's what's led to the most prosperity the world's ever seen. But we're just going to ask, like she said, we're just going to act like she says, being a billionaire, you just sat on a couch. You just yeah. sat on a couch while everyone else did all the work. Well, then why don't you do it, you goddamn idiot? If, it's, if you can make a billion dollars sitting on a couch, why don't you do it? Just figure it out, yeah. And what we forget is that if any of these people actually... Like, I, don't, I don't think that she has any real political power. She's kind of just the darling of the left and then um, an object of ridicule for the right. 
But hmm. if any of if any of these people actually got into office, I mean, they would the first thing they would do is is enact some kind of redistribution of wealth measure. Yeah, she, this person who has never created anything in her life but for a mediocre at best Jack and Coke, somehow thinks that she has all the wisdom in the world to direct every single piece of the economy into universal prosperity right. for everybody, regardless of whether you're a hard worker or someone with a new innovative idea or whether you're just a piece of shit sitting on a couch. Because as we know, pieces of shit sitting on couches are what billionaires are. Fascinating. I mean, the, the obvious irony too is, oh, you can only take this. Well, lady, your job is financed by taking. Yeah. You've never made anything. You just take people's money funny you're surrounded i don't know if she's a millionaire yet maybe she's surrounded by millionaires no. whose careers are funded by taking right that's it yep. and, and i mean what is the threshold even if she's not a millionaire she's just a six-figure heir she's a hundred thousand heir you're telling me that you can't become a billionaire by making only taking well how how do you become a, how do you become a six-figure earner by making and not taking she's yeah. making more money than i am i guarantee you that she, in her case, she actually is taking though. That's the like that's the irony I can't get over. She's stealing, but everyone else is, is actually <laughs> the thieves. Yeah. Like, okay. Oh my god. Oh, just infuriating to listen to. But speaking of infuriating to listen, actually, this isn't even infuriating. Now, in case you're up late, some of you on the East Coast, or maybe you're in Europe still listening to this, you need a good lullaby to go to sleep. I've got just the uh just the medicine for you because oh, uh, no. the, the set the, the impeachment hearing or the impeachment process did move to the Senate trial phase this week. Um, as I mentioned previously, you're already asleep. You're already nodding off. You're just like uh, Bernie Sanders. And it was one of your <sighs> senators who actually fell asleep. I forget the Idaho senators, but one of your I mean, guys fell asleep. I feel like I, sh I am obligated to care more about this, but they've just warned me. So I was so worn thin with Russia that now I just can't conjure any interest in any of this, we all know what's going to happen. I mean, it's yeah. going to get Trump elected. And, and I just I, I just can't conjure any energy to give a shit about this. I can't be the only person. I do still somewhat enjoy the political theater, although I agree with your assessment on the value of this and where it's going. I talked this, about the Jeopardy story. Was that on Wednesday? It wasn't last Sunday, was it? Uh, oh, yeah. I think you mentioned that on Wednesday. Like the Jeopardy contestants yeah. didn't know. Three Jeopardy contestants that were killing it because I watch Jeopardy every day. This was last week. They, they, they're one of the clues was about Adam Schiff. It had a whole blurb about him and what his job is and everything like that. And then it had a picture of him and nobody knew who he was. And so I just kind of feel like maybe that's representative of the general public and it's fine for me to feel like this. Maybe nobody cares. They even put a picture up and they didn't yeah, recognize it. That's, nobody that sort like, of surprises me. But um, I had mentioned it previously that I was somewhat surprised, speaking of Adam Schiff, that Nancy Pelosi opted to put hyper partisans like Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler in charge of prosecuting this case in the Senate. There are some Republicans, as we'll get to in a moment, who are not. Uh, I, let's put it this way. I don't put any fault on the partisan Republicans who think this whole thing is a joke and they just want to move on because to my satisfaction, this thing is a joke and we should move on. However, there are other Republicans who have interest in hearing all the witnesses, you know, making sure that all sides are heard. I get it. And those members, those senators are available to the Democrats if the case is compelling. So if I'm Nancy Pelosi, 
I'd send somebody with a little more swing appeal, someone with a little more moderate cred, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Instead, she sent the hyper-partisans to prosecute the case, and they got up there and they just grandstanded with nonsense moral platitudes, even uh, making accusations against the senators that might come back to bite the Democrats in the butt because it sounds like it's really pissing off a lot of these potentially available Republican senators. So Jerry Nadler gets up there and he says that senators must call the witnesses that the Democrats want or they are engaging in a cover-up and betraying the United States, betraying country because they don't agree with Jerry Nadler. President is on trial in the Senate, but the Senate is on trial in the eyes of the American people. Will you vote to allow all of the relevant evidence to be presented here? Or will you instead choose to be complicit in the president's cover-up? I see a lot of senators voting for a cover-up, an absolutely indefensible vote, obviously a treacherous vote, a vote against the United States. Either you want the truth or you want a shameful cover-up. History will judge, and so will the electorate. Okay, strong words, dude, but yeah, we'll go with that. Um, Lisa Murkowski in particular was uh, not very friendly to this accusation. So she says, uh, quote, I took it as very offensive. As one who is listening attentively and working hard to get a fair process, I was offended, said swing vote Lisa Murkowski on Nadler's presentation and his accusations of a GOP cover-up. And keep in mind, every time that they're telling you that the case is incomplete, that more facts have to be found. That is a implied acknowledgement that they did not do their jobs. Okay. The house's job was to investigate the case, bring the evidence to the Senate for trial. It's not to say the Senate can't investigate, but strictly speaking, it's not their job. The house is the investigatory body here. They could have talked to these witnesses. They told us a month or so ago that this is a massive emergency. We have to hurry so fast. Now it's like, well, slow down and talk to the people we want to talk to. Every time they say this crap, just remember, that's them admitting they didn't do their jobs. In addition to pissing off potential votes available to them. And they they simply just don't have the facts. If you think we're going to get any new information out of this Senate trial, unlikely. Um, Adam Schiff got up there. He's, He's not presenting even tangible, hard evidence. He just gave this nonsensical moral platitude about how uh, right and th- the concepts of right and truth have to mean something in this country. Cause if they don't, uh, then the constitution doesn't mean anything. Here's Adam Schiff. If right doesn't matter. <laughs> sniff, sniff. It doesn't matter how good the constitution is. If the truth doesn't matter, we're lost. The framers couldn't protect us from ourselves. If right and truth don't matter. And you know that what he did was not right. No constitution can protect us. Right doesn't matter anymore. If you find him guilty, you must find that he should be removed. Because right matters. Because right matters. Did you hear the coverage on this? Everybody was licking his butthole about how it was an emotional plea. And yeah. No, nobody buys into that crap. Literally nobody, unless you're a entrenched partisan Democrat, because he's not offering any kind. What he's saying there is we have to do what's right. And what's right is my uh, prescription, my opinion about what the proper course of action is. Well, here's some more on this. We have to do what's right. What I say is right is right. And by the way, nobody else can make decisions on this. Not voters, not the courts. We'll hear that in a moment. Awfully convenient how everything just aligns for Adam Schiff to be the one true moral arbiter of our constitutional republic. But uh, 
of course, the, the rules here, the, the rules on the senators are very strict. They can't have phones or electronic communication. They can't have snacks. They can't leave. They can They're have milk, just, though. Oh, is, is that true? I didn't know that. You can have milk and water, and then there's one dude that has a candy drawer, and he services the whole place. Oh, that is that legal? That might be illegal. I don't know. There's some like weird 19th Loophole. century statute about it or something. Well, Adam Schiff is very serious about these rules. And uh, he got up there and he says he's joking. I do think this was actually a joke that's just so poorly delivered. It doesn't come off as a joke. But he kind of, other people are saying he threatened senators with imprisonment. I'll, I'll let you be the judge. But whatever the, whatever's going on here, it's not, it's not a well-delivered line. The president's misconduct cannot be decided. Oh, sorry, this one. Wrong, wrong clip. I'm not Whoops, sure the chief justice regular... is fully aware of just how MSNBC? rare it is, how extraordinary it is <laughs> Shut up, you naker. for the it. House members to be able to command the attention of senators sitting silently for hours. Of course, it doesn't hurt that the morning starts out every day with a sergeant at arms warning you that if you don't, you will be imprisoned. Um, it's our hope that uh, when the trial concludes uh, over a series of long days that you don't choose imprisonment instead of anything further. Oh my God, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about any of this. Well, allow me to present you one <laughs> one entry in the redemption of, or the continued rise of, depending on how you look at it, the rise of Ted Cruz. As someone, I was a guy who, I've, it's not even a political thing with Ted Cruz. I always just thought he had the car salesman vibe. He's trying to sell me a lemon. I just, whatever. Ted, Ted Cruz was not my guy, even though I didn't actually have that much disagreement with his politics. However, I don't know if it's the beard that he grew. I don't know what happened. He's got a more trolley spirit. He seems, I just like Ted Cruz in the last year or so. He's, he's really, uh, I don't know. He's, he's, he's improving his image to me. And Joe Lockhart, who is a CNN analyst, we'll hear from him in a minute. He noticed that Ted Cruz had been tweeting during the Senate trial proceedings. And so he tweets out, senators on the floor are sworn to silence and have no electronic devices. So how is this senator tweeting? Did he sneak a phone in? Is he willing to go to prison? Or is the tweet from someone other than Cruz, Jack, you should investigate, Twitter Jack. And Ted Cruz just responds with a come and take it mock-up with a phone instead of a cannon. I greatly appreciated that. I thought that was hilarious. I don't Does know he if have he somebody running his Twitter account? I don't know. I don't know it's if he common, was breaking I mean. the rules. I don't know if he just has a, an intern with an A-plus tweet game. Uh, whatever's going on, good hire Ted Cruz or good work on your own behalf. I mentioned that Adam Schiff had said, well, listen, I'm right. We know what right is. It's what I say, and we have to do what I say. Part of that case, too, is voters can't decide this issue, and the courts can't decide this issue. Only Congress, and more specifically me, Adam Schiff, can decide this issue. Listen to what he has to say there. CBS News reported last night that a Trump confidant said that GOP no, said... damn it, I'm way off. That's the wrong clip, too. This is misconduct cannot be decided at the ballot box, for we cannot be assured that the vote will be fairly won. Moreover, given the seriousness of the conduct at issue and its persistence, this matter cannot and must not be decided by the courts, which, apart from the presence of the Chief Justice here today, are given no role in impeachments. Being drawn into litigation taking many months or years to complete would provide the President with an opportunity to continue his misconduct. Mm. Okay, so one, the president didn't cheat in 2016. You haven't established that. That's right. their claim about Ukraine, but that's far from established. Yeah. We also know from the Mueller report he didn't cheat with the Russians, okay? 
even though Adam Schiff had been saying the opposite for months or years at a time. There's no evidence that he's cheating again in 2020. Right. But but we're going to say that the election is already inherently tainted and should not even happen with Trump on the ballot because it's uh it's you know it's a it's a airtight case that this thing is corrupt. Well, I remember when it was an undemocratic atrocity for Trump to refuse to pre-commit to accepting the results of the 2016 election. Lo and behold, we're doing the exact same thing here. Very funny from the people who supposedly uphold our democratic traditions and our constitutional republic to say that one of the main pillars of it is inherently suspect and should not go on as constitutionally prescribed. Okay. And again, just notice how this is, uh, this is an argument that nobody should have power but Adam Schiff. And this is just as the founders intended, though, because it's sufficient presidential corruption and it's, it's specifically congressional power and not the courts, not the courts and not the electorate because, you know, the, the founders never foresaw a monarch president or whatever. It, it's, it's funny how he scrambles for what he says are founding constitutional principles. Like he gives a shit, yeah. That just always rake in all the power to him. Oh, that's weird. That's weird how the principles always work out in your favor. That's weird how the principles of decentralizing power and checks and balances somehow get erased and all of a sudden Adam Schiff has all the power without the checks or the balances. That's odd. Yeah. Okay. Well, Schiff, uh, Schiff closed by discussing an unsubstantiated claim that Trump's people are promising to put disloyal Republican heads on pikes. I'm going to put your head on a pike if you are a Republican and you vote for impeachment. Here's what he had to say. CBS News reported last night that a Trump confidant said that GOP senators were warned, vote against your president, vote against the president, and your head will be on a pike. Now, I don't know if that's true. When I read that, and again, I don't know if that's true, but when I read that, I was struck by the irony. By the irony. I hope it's not true. I hope it's not true. Oh, my God. I don't care. I don't care about any of this. This is so painful. Are we going to have is to it, do this until the election and then beyond? Well, you might get your way. It might be over soon. We'll discuss that in a moment. But uh, it's never going to be over. You know, when we were talking about Russia, we were like, one day this is going to be over, but then it's going to be something else. It's going to yeah. be something oh. else that wears me down to the bone that I've got to talk about on my show every week that I don't care about. <laughs> don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> That's right. You are you're doing slave labor, like AOC said. I'm using you as slave labor in my quest to take from you a billion dollars. That's what. No, we're going. I mean we should be interested in this because it's yeah. politically relevant and everything. But like, if this is my job and I don't care so much, then how must the average American feel? I mean, they, oh, they, they must don't... just drift into apathy, not care about this at all. It's only people on the far right and people on the far left that are even paying attention to this. Yeah, it's probably 80% of the country who does not care at all. Something like that. I really appreciated his whole commentary there, how it basically just summarized the entire impeachment process. I don't know if this is true, but I read it. And if it is true, it's damning. So, uh, all right, let's go with that. That's yeah. <laughs> that's the whole impeachment process. Again, I don't know if it's true. But that um, that commentary, again, actually pissed off uh, specifically Lisa Murkowski, and Susan Collins, both of whom have disputed this nonsense about putting heads on pikes. Um, Collins shook her head and said, that's not true at the time. Murkowski said, quote, that's where he lost me. Not only have I never heard the heads on the pike line, but also I know of no Republican senator who has been threatened in any way by anyone in the administration. So uh, they don't have any new information. They don't have any hard evidence in the first place. They're not getting new information out of this process. 
we have media allies literally just making shit up. This is Joe yeah. Lockhart who tried to implicate uh, Ted Cruz earlier, but he tweets out uh, on Wednesday, quote, overheard conversation between two Republican senators who only watch Fox News. Is this stuff real? I haven't heard any of this before. I thought it was all about a server. If half the stuff Schiff is saying is true, we're up shit's creek. Hope the White House has exculpatory evidence. And that, of course, kind of lit the internet on fire for about 10 minutes. That's quite the claim. If you actually heard people saying that. And he comes back 10 minutes later. Okay, maybe I made up that conversation, but you know that's exactly what they're thinking. This is a yeah. CNN analyst. This is a, some form of, he's a host of, he does a podcast, CNN political analyst, communications for the Clinton White House. That sounds about right. Uh, wow. Okay. And the reality is, to your point, you're not alone. And uh, if anyone's still with us out there in the internet world, if you made it this far, you're not alone either. Because um, the reality is this thing is just boring. This thing is just insufferably boring. I have not watched, I'm not going to sit and watch the entire stream or anything like that. In fact, in DC, like at the actual Senate, you would think like, you know how difficult it is to get in and hear the Supreme court arguments and stuff like that. I've always wanted to go to one. Yeah. You, you could just walk into this into the Senate gallery and watch this impeachment crap. Anytime you want, there's plenty of seats. You'll get front row. Probably it's been half empty the whole time. This thing is historic and nobody cares. Historic in that it hasn't happened before, but cheapened, by the standards that they were erasing that nobody gives a shit. The Senate galleries presidency has been historic in its own way. I mean, the question is like, as a nation, do we need to keep talking about this or can we just let it play out and then address it when it's all over? Yeah, that's a fair question too. Do we have to indulge their theatrics? I am inclined to enjoy the show. I'm not doing, there used to be proper channels by which uh, people could air their grievances in in the political realm. They've all been abused and now I don't care about any of this and I'm not going to listen to any of these people and it doesn't matter anymore. Hmm. So, so what, what do we do now as a nation? What do we do? We have to restore faith in these processes. That's not going to happen. That's what you have to, uh, you have to go for that and hope for that up and until they are, they are, you know, as we talk about in the gun debate, until they're kicking down your door, until they're violating your rights. And I don't, I don't think, uh, our rights are being violated, but I do agree that our, the integrity of our institutions is being undermined for sure. <laughs> I don't think that's uh, debatable. Neo Unrealist just said, watch Star Trek Picard, not this impeachment crap. Neo Unrealist, if you want to talk about this, I, I'm not going to watch it, I think, because it's just going to destroy my childhood. You oh, know, they, yeah. they remade Star Trek The Next Generation, okay. and Patrick Stewart is super old, and then they, they're, it's filled with plot holes. It's just It looks like it's a disaster. I don't know how you can see Star Wars every time. I, I just Star Trek, I don't know. It, I, it never stuck with me. I just don't get it. But maybe, oh, so you were never into Star Trek? No, never. I mean, I've seen uh, like rerun episodes when I was younger. I haven't looked, I haven't tried to watch Star Trek in probably at least 10 years. But, Star Trek? The Next Generation? Yeah. Well, just skip right to season three and then watch all of it. It's amazing. But my worldview and childhood were formed around that show, and now they've bastardized it with a bunch of nonsense. I'm sure they've ruined it, and I just don't want to watch the new one. I don't, I don't want to do it. Well, if you want information on not only um, Star Trek, but the origin, the clinical research lab origin of the bat disease in China. Check out Neo and Realist's channel. He's got a good breakdown of it. Uh, back on topic, though, because uh, I was told we have to be timely tonight, even though we are. Almost yeah, I know. I was my attempt to distract you was, has failed miserably. <laughs> and now we have to continue talking about impeachment. The Senate gallery is half empty. Now, a lot of people say, well, nobody wants to go watch it there. I'll just watch it on TV. Yeah, except for nobody. You know, watched everyone else, TV. including you, is watching Jeopardy. So oh, yeah? Yeah. 
uh, headline uh, Washington Examiner, impeachment trial gets lower ratings than Jeopardy on a bad night. Literally more people are, are tuning in to watch Jeopardy on its worst night than are tuning in to watch this thing. It's having no effect on, on cable news ratings. So it's not like everyone's tuning into Fox News or MSNBC or CNN, depending on what your perspective is. They're just not watching it. The numbers aren't bumping at all. Yeah. So we know that people aren't into it. Um, the senators are just bored too, including Democrats. You got people yawning and falling asleep. You got all these great sketches because they can't be taking pictures in their sketches of people. Senator Risch, your guy from Idaho, literally asleep during this whole thing. They're trying to figure out ways to pass the time without breaking the rules. They're passing around fidget spinners. They're doodling. Rand Paul is doing crosswords and making paper airplanes. Sounds awesome to me. And uh, if you want this thing to get more entertaining, I don't know if this will happen or not, but Rand Paul did formally invite Trump to attend the impeachment trial as his guest. If Trump was just sitting there with his arms folded, kind of smirking, doing that nod thing that he does, you know, giving a smirk, I guess there are no cameras, but giving a smirk to the sketch guy, let's say, get that one sketched up, it would definitely make this thing more interesting. Well, no, I guess... No cameras other than the broadcast cameras. That's the rule, right? Maybe he can look at the broadcast If you can broadcast, broadcast then why? Whatever. The senators can't have cameras, I guess, is what I'm saying. Ugh. And I guess certain reporters. That's why I don't, that's, I don't understand the rules here because I don't understand why there's a sketch guy, but also like the thing is live streamed. Mm. So like, can the camera not look at the senators or I, I, I don't know. I don't get the rules. It's nonsense to me. I guess the idea is so is so the senators themselves aren't distracted. They have to pay attention. Get Trump in there. That's all I'm saying. Now, where does this go now? Well, um, if you a couple possibilities, we have a couple more days of Trump's defense. Then uh, you have a decision to make about whether you want to introduce new documents or witnesses. Basically, whether you want to continue the investigation or whether you want to say this is dumb. Let's kill it. You have three, four, maybe five kind of softer Republicans, notably Mitt Romney, who are uh, open to calling more witnesses. Mitt Romney says it's very likely as of yesterday, it's very likely I'll be in favor of witnesses in the Trump impeachment trial. It sounds like he'll be joined by at least Murkowski and uh, Collins. They will need, I think, a couple more votes for that to become a reality, but that's not uh, outside the the possibility of happening here. But the the silver lining there, if you get a longer show, highly unlikely that the Democrats are only going to get the witnesses they want. It's very funny to watch them say like, well, we got to hear John Bolton and we got to hear Lev Parnas, who now Lev Parnas has this whole tape of Trump out that's out this week. We just don't have time to talk about it. We want to hear them, but not the whistleblower, not the Bidens, not Adam Schiff. If, yeah. if we get more witnesses, you're likely to hear from Witnesses who will give more information about, say, the origins of this, uh, this whole investigation, maybe what was happening with uh, Joe and Hunter Biden in Ukraine. Th- those are interesting things we could learn. Senator Josh Howley has uh, uh, apparently readied a subpoena for all of those characters, the whistleblower, the Bidens, Schiff. I would love to watch oh, God, I would love to watch Adam Schiff sit up there and just get grilled by like Ted Cruz and the rest of them. Oh, that I will tune in to see. That I'm, I'm going to microwave some That even sounds for. boring. We should have doubled the coronavirus coverage and then just not <laughs> talked about impeachment at all. All right. Well, anyway, you'll, you'll likely find out some more information about how this is going gonna, is gonna to continue later in the week. Um, if I was a betting man, um, I'm going to I'm going to bet on more witnesses actually. I'm going to bet this gets carried out. So we'll have more to talk about. But maybe no, it's good. but no, as you said, no even more. if they vote to kill it, 
guess what's going to happen next week if they vote to kill it next week? Leaker or whistleblower says Trump did this thing that we got to investigate. You know it's going to there's going to be the next thing. Whatever the next thing is, it will be very oddly and conveniently timed with the end of the impeachment trial. Funny. That's weird how that works out. Oh my god, is it over? That was so boring. Yeah, <laughs> what is more boring than impeachment coverage is coverage of impeachment coverage. I'm double bored. <laughs> well, some of us try to keep up with the news. I'm just trying just to do my job. I don't care about this specifically. Yeah. It's no, also going to have no larger implications except it's going to energize the right. I do think it has significant political implications, but um, implications in terms of Trump being removed from office or something. No, I think it has a lot of, um, I think it does have serious motivational factors for say the more enthused or more, um, what's the term I want to look for? Not radical necessarily, but like the, the firm left and the firm right who care about this sort of thing, it will motivate them a lot. And then the other thing that you, that you mentioned is like, this is a precedent for the future. Like you get president Bernie Sanders, president Elizabeth Warren and a Republican controlled yeah, we'll house. Fight impeach him. I don't oh, want to yeah. do that either hundred percent. Like, we're going to see this. That's going to be equally as boring, more impeachment that doesn't go anywhere. And it's, it's like, and it, it's equally as bad for the country. I, I think about that all the time. Like, do I want vengeance impeachment or are we going to stand strictly on principles and say, I don't want to do that. No, I can't do <sighs> this again. I can't go through it again. It's mm. even making me think the Bill Clinton thing. No, no, none of that should have happened. No. Bill didn't do, huh? And Nixon, although I know he, he resigned. <laughs> and who was well, the other one? Johnson? Uh, uh, yeah. Why did they yeah. impeach him? Just because nobody liked him. That was, was it. it Jackson? I can't, I should know. Um, Johnson, Nixon, Clinton, Trump, Trump's number four. Why don't you start on a super chat and I'll get the, uh, I'll get the list right. Black magic says, I'm uh, it pro was Johnson. You're right. Andrew it was Johnson. Johnson. Can you yeah. see why they impeached him? I think it was just, he was despised by the constituents. Charged with breaching the tenure of office act, but the Senate narrowly acquitted him by one vote. I don't know. Okay. So there's, I can find more information here if you continue. Um, I'm pro woo flu, nothing like a good plague to restore traditional values and the natural balance between the sexes. We need to burn <laughs> out this degeneracy who could repeal 19, but let's be real here. I don't think that, that the woo flu is going to, going to help us repeal 19, but all right. Uh, gay dads. Bear. They didn't just repeal the 19th in China. They repealed female babies. That's, that's the, I next know. Thing. I think they've gone a step too far. That's too far. You, you cock on that issue. Yes. I am not going to abort my female daughter <laughs> no Let's talk to you in a couple of years we'll see if you i just don't want her stance. to ever be able to vote that's all that's fair enough uh i'm just joking little annabelle or whatever i decide next week to name you. um msnbc's host just called kobe a los angeles n-word live on air posted yeah. a discord videos yeah we talked about it nakers it, yeah nakers. it was not the n-word it was the nakers uh ceviche uh, karnikov my husband and I love your show. We tune in for the Colin show and the Sunday night show. We love the show. Thank you so much. We really the Colin show first. Well, thank you. Uh, nobody should listen to the Colin show. If you're listening to the Colin show, don't. No, whatever. It's it's a community thing, man. Um, do you guys like Annabelle, or does it sound like something you would name a cow? Because I'm getting some mixed <laughs> reviews. Jason Bolt. I kind of like it as a full name. I don't know if I, if you want to go Annabelle. Like, would you just go by Anna? No. Or would you always Annabelle. be Annabelle full name? Annabelle, full name. Hmm. Mm, sounds like cow. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are right. It's cow-like. Yep. 
Yep, the live chat doesn't like it. Okay, fine. Right. Jason Bolt, I sure could use some sweet right-wing pwn. Seriously, I live in Western <laughs> Colorado. They're out there. Um, that's what the website is for. And I, I, I you know, I want to say <laughs> thanks to the people who organized this whole thing. It was some, some listeners who wanted to get this started, and it looks like it's working out. So I say uh, good on them for for getting that uh, getting that going. Kevin Flanagan, these lol at these conspiracy theorists. Kobe clearly offed himself because he was married and a fiery chopper crash is substantially less painful than that. Oh, marriage is nice. I saw, I, I've, women. Se- I've seen the Kobe jokes on Twitter too. And uh, listen, I'm not going to join the outrage mob where I'm like, how dare you? You have to give this, this family time or what? Like joke about whatever the fuck you want. But uh, yeah, some of the stuff on Twitter was like, mm, eh, not for me. I'm going to sit out. I'm going to sit out the Kobe jokes for a little bit. Well, if his daughter didn't die, I would be able to make way more light of this. Way yeah, it, it more sucks. light of this. Cause I can string together a complete sentence. These days. I know what you meant. God, my brain, that, that Russian joke just right over my head. It was a good, it was a good, you know. It was a good Hillary line. Yeah. Very clever. Uh, the angry penguin on the topic of the coronavirus. Have you or blonde ever played this game? The game pandemic. I have not. No, I don't have knowledge of it. Beauty and the Bay Eclipse. Um, Kevin's wife and Tyrone once made love. Kevin sat on the corner Blaming the Jews and crying about the diminishing white race, he prayed to Uncle A when the condo broke, substituting the beta clips. <sighs> Is that breaking news from the MCNN network that we heard from on Wednesday? Yeah. I think so. Um, if, In case you're curious, Andrew Johnson removed Secretary of War Edwin Stanton from office in 1867, which breached the Tenure of Office Act. The law meant he couldn't fire any important officials without first getting the Senate's permission. Hmm. That's why. He fired the Secretary of War, which, of course, is what we used to call the Secretary of Defense. There you go. 1867. Well, that sounds like an illegitimate reason for impeachment. And I I wonder what happened with that law, because as far as I know, that's not the law anymore. The the president can fire his cabinet members. They successfully impeached him, right? He was acquitted in the Senate by one vote. Oh. So the House did impeach, but he was not removed. And then Nixon resigned. Nixon resigned, yeah. Uh, Which he shouldn't have. Watergate wasn't that bad. Uh, Well, it's it's a classic case of cover-up worse than the crime. Way worse. Yeah, I mean, political spying is bad, though. I don't don't know what the legal implications are there, but yeah, I would consider that a legitimate scandal to be... Yeah, why but I mean, you should have just, opponents. it was totally paranoid. You should have just trust the polling. It's like, why mm. did you even bother doing this? Like you were going to win in a landslide. Mm. Um, tune in, drop out. It's like Alice, the Patriots cheats, but he doesn't have to. Why? Why? Why do yeah. it? Why? <laughs> yeah. Um, tune in, drop out. Allison Morris is an MS. Is Allison Morris an MSNB personality is in hot water while reporting the news of his death. She appeared to say the N word. Yep. We talked about yeah, it. The, she didn't though. She was thinking the Knicks. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if the standard applies. Does she get fired? Does she get deplatformed? I kind of want her to just because it would be funny for me. Um, mm-hmm. Principles or something. Uh, fat hooligan. <laughs> Y'all hear about the Seattle shootings this week. Of course, Governor Inslee blamed gun violence, but left out the gang connection. I'm sure the innocent bystanders wish they were armed then. Yeah, a bunch of people got hear... shot. Really? What ha- mm-hmm. I didn't even hear anything about it. What happened? Ooh, I don't want to misstate the facts, but I think like eight people got shot. Wow. Uh, shot like killed or injured or what? Ooh, I don't like remember. That. It happened during the Wednesday show, and then I failed to look into it. Mm. Let me know in the live chat. Um, don't take my kidneys. 
what's good, my nakers? <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of good replies to her, things like Naka, please, and, st and stuff like that. <laughs> Naka. A lot of good, go look at the replies to her tweet. You'll see a lot of good jokes. Um, nobody says, yeah, yeah, he's dead. Who cares? Right wing poon, you say I'm listening. <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. You're entitled to your perspective. Eight gotcha. shot, one killed. Okay. Uh, Albertus Magnus 44. Anyone at MSNPC should be fired. They're all incompetent and suffer from obsessive party affiliation. Yeah. Hmm. First son of man. Barry Weiss was recently on Joe Rogan for the second time. She wrote a book about anti you know who. 20,000 dislikes. The comment section is gold and gives me hope. I also saw a very Whoa, suspicious on that clip stream? of her. Um, presumably why because people of that hate book? Barry Weiss um, she also I was talking thought... about circumcision and she was acting like she has no idea that there are ever complications from circumcision I was like I want to punch this woman in the mouth the only thing I've ever read from her was her New York Times profile on intellectual dark web you know oh that unquote. was her that's right and I thought that was pretty fair like it wasn't a smear piece there were some things you could dispute but it wasn't like a these people are bad don't you hate them type article ah uh, no she was just trying to have the appearance of neutrality so she could fuck everyone over later <laughs> I mean, if you really want to be cynical but that piece at least in and of itself was way more fair than the vast majority of stuff i see from I certainly know. that publication she sucks um kevin flanagan <sighs> okay. uh oh <laughs> lmao base is kaida in arabic and yeah. then he says glow nakers <laughs> aren't even trying at this point we're going to have a conversation Glow with these at the next inter interagency picnic. Nobody yeah. asked That's you, Kevin! I, In what world does that make sense? But here we are. I don't are. know. I don't know, Kevin. Uh, Albertus Magnus, uh, 44. I don't know, but this Patrick Jordan Matthews guy heading for Virginia and arrested in Maryland even looks Canadian. Some people, the uh, the the hot tinfoil I saw was that that is a generated image. Like, it's not even a photo. They just, like you know, made a composite image of several people's faces to make up a guy to frame that sort of, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, the thing is I could take the story as told. It's like a Canadian illegally immigrated here and plotted violence. Okay. Yeah. That's bad. Your answer is to restrict the rights of Americans because of that nonsense. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, Boogeyman says, I agree with that. Thank you. Albertus <laughs> Magnus 44. Matt, you misunderstood. It's actually the Gnome Malarkey. Gnome Malarkey Tour. So gnome as in G-N-O-M-E? <laughs> who's the Gnome? Is he the Gnome? I don't know. He's too tall to be Gnomish. Hmm. Um, Benjamin Kelleher. Can you imagine either side handling the loss of the election without the without things getting dangerous? Imagine a Bernie Trump win for the losers. It's going to be strange. This yeah, I think I, I'm not optimistic either way. And I do think to Adam Schiff's point and to, well, there's certainly many ways to criticize the Democrats. I don't think either side is inclined to universally accept the election results in good faith. That's a yeah, dangerous recipe that's, for that's, sure. Yeah, that's going to be the problem. Kevin, I'll read this because... It's hilarious. Can't really blame Joe as a potato maker. He doesn't really understand how to function in a white society. Don't fondle randos you just met, for, ex for example. <laughs> Big healthy. I don't know why I'm letting these go through. Uh, guarantee you China's being as honest about this as the USR was being about the extent of Chernobyl. Quarantine hmm. the entire country, I know. I thought that was a pretty interesting comparison. I keep shouting out Neo and Realist video, but it was a good one. It's like whatever the source here, it does appear that they're much like Chernobyl. There's an effort and a, there's a culture in that 
authoritarian state. It's like, you better not say anything's wrong because if you do, you're going to get punished. Yeah, like and we'll when everyone operates under that structure, suddenly little problems become big problems. And then we're also monitoring all of your communication. Um, and then the state's like, no, sorry, the truth is what the state says it is, you know, famously from Chernobyl. A lot of interesting comparisons um, to think about. So check that video out if you're interested. Uh, Jim Keats, they eat dogs. They deserve this plague. That said, the mainstream media has been trying to panic us over this. SARS, swine flu, bird flu, mad cow disease, et cetera. They are doing it for ratings. I mean, I also... Um, I don't want to be too much of a sensationalist over this because I remember the SARS thing and being really freaked out. I also am prone yeah. to health-related anxiety issues. No. So I'm, I'm trying to be tempered about this. <laughs> um, das Pooch. First, blonde's natural dirty blonde is hot. Second, Chinese researchers were expelled from Canada in July for sending coronavirus samples to the Wuhan facility. Also, SARS mm. escaped facilities in the past. They done fucked up. Thank you. I can't get my hair done because of the pregnancy. So I did not know those wrinkles of the story. The connection to the to the facility continues to the lab. Ryan F. I thought Brond read off those Chinese cities really well, almost like it came unnaturally to her. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Tiff Digby T. Uh, considering I've seen videos of Chinese government building barricades on all roads out of cities, I think it's probably more serious than they're letting on. Over hmm. 12 cities quarantined. I mean, that might be true, but they also might have just learned from the international outrage after songs. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, I definitely, I think it's a safe bet that the scale of the thing is is um, is less known. Like, that we're getting under, the information is underreported. Yeah. You think the Chinese government is going to tell you anything close to reality? Yeah. Uh, probably not. I mean, in China, we're probably dealing with a much larger much larger scale of problem than is actually being reported spaceman chris uh this brown dude gets super happy when i see the live notification shout out to all the truckers out there who listen to the show stay safe the show keeps me sane and entertained on the road thank you oh well thanks um i and don't listen to the impeachment segment while you drive it will put you to sleep and make you a hazard on the road i'm sorry it will be that. hazardous yeah thanks for tuning in uh rakuza das pooch made an excellent point um pay close attention to the recent role that canada's played releasing the other infectious diseases to china including ebola trudeau had to approve WTF. Oh, that's the... So we're saying... I didn't understand that at first. So we're saying Canada sent them this? Yeah, that's what So, like, Canada's part of the evil plot? I don't know. Ooh, okay. I'm pretty sure that they're just getting it because they're biting the heads off bats. It's <laughs> uh, not that... The simple answer is usually the correct one. If you look at that footage of that bitch eating a bat and you don't think a disease is coming out of that, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Frankly, yeah. Yep, and then any Americans that are doing East Asian sex tourism, you deserve coronavirus too. <laughs> like, ooh, why, why was my dick falling off? Uh, Bane Trump, sweet and sour, sicken. Oh, that's pretty good. By the way, ooh, I like that one. I China like that was one. busted having agents stealing bio info from a Canadian virus lab with the same virus type a few years prior. Mm. I'm just not buying it, guys. Mm. Not buying it. Black magic. I'm kind of with him. That's that's interesting stuff. Devil's advocate, um, abortion is our last and only measure of keeping low IQ our selected breeding populations from overwhelming the who white race, which would lead to collapse, civil war, and genocide. I can't get behind this from a moral perspective. I feel like it's my duty to protect the innocent life of people of all races, like right, obviously. I think it's very dangerous to be sitting here and deciding what lives are worth uh, living or protecting. I, I think that 
Um, we talked about it before. I do believe that that lie that life has an inherent purpose. Life has a reason, yeah. and I don't want to be a person deciding what life has reason and purpose and what life doesn't. That yeah. said, I'm not in favor of, <laughs> of like, well, then we should open our doors to everyone and they should all come in and take advantage of us. No, of course not. Um, but I can't, I, I, yeah, I, I can't get with abortion for the purpose of sele- life selection type. No, thing. and even if the, the crime study is true, like, I'm not really sure the relevance of that. That was no, one of those I, times where I was like, is it even moral for this information to have been released you know what information i well i, I don't, i've read the the freakonomic study that said that a uh, crime increases exponentially uh during peak crime age uh if abortion oh, is curtailed i mean the study wasn't super good but like it was one of those times where i was like ugh, like i do not know if it, if it was better to give anybody access to this information yeah. Uh, is it even that, relevant that, though? I mean, it's, it's not even relevant. You still have to protect innocent life. The older I get, the more wary, not, not this context, but just in general, like general context, the more wary I get of, you know, quote unquote, playing God, uh, subverting the natural forces of the world or trying to control the natural forces of the world. That stuff makes me very nervous. Uh, and I, I not in favor of it. Yeah. I, I also don't like it. Uh, Hal Edwards, great female comedy tonight, blonde. Thank you so much. I tried to stay funny, but I got really bored towards the end and was thinking about other stuff. Um, sharp <laughs> breath, Scorpion. To yeah. you, my daring verses are unleashed. You, I invoke, oh, Satan, monarch of the feast. Put aside your sprinkler, priests, and your litanies. No priest, Satan does not retreat. Matt and I once made love. To- Did I just read some, like, chant to the dark lords and maybe, now I'm maybe. Be cursed? Yeah, maybe you've summoned Satan and, uh, yeah, who knows? Andrew, the coronavirus was engineered by Versa Life for the Illuminati, then stolen by Bob Page so he could take over the world with Majestic 12 from Area 51 by merging with Helios. That's a lot of convergence of multiple conspiracy theories. I like it. Compelling um, right. and Shana rich. Thornton. I just want to point out that most capable women in politics can't beat some of the worst men in politics. I mean, just saying. Capable woman. There's a funny joke. Hmm. Uh, Jim Keats. Liz Warren makes the worst case for community college if I knew that she got where she is because of community college i would be against it why isn't she asking why isn't she asked why why she got paid three hundred thousand dollars to teach one class that's true why (laughs) yeah that's fair uh benzie box with love from comic california ben and joey am thank you so much well thanks appreciate it um kevin flanagan to be fair i also support beating women and i'm not trans or a joe rogan fan (laughs) <laughs> oh, Kevin, Jacob, the ivory tower intelligence with that potato naker on that one. Yeah. And mainstream media have thrown comrade Sanders under the bus again in favor of or the woman candidate whatever. because woman, it's like these retards are physically incapable of learning. Mark Duchesne, uh, China hypes cr- uh, coronavirus at the peak. Most Hong Kong protesters will be taken into quarantine for positive tests. hundred percent of survivors. Ooh will be coincidentally pro PRC on release. Never let a crisis go to waste. Yeah. I hadn't thought about the implications for that. There's now a travel ban, a travel ban between Hong Kong and, and China, right? You can't actually, I believe so. But if it's Chinese authorities who are making politically convenient detainments, um, yeah, one, one might think there'd be overlap there. 
Albertus Magnus 44 says blonde is glowing and also my super chats are being refused for content. My last one was a test, but still true. That's true. I've heard that from other people. Su Susan Wiki Wiki's cracking down, I guess. What's the bad word that you can't say, I wonder? You can't say abortion, I think. And really? Some other things. You can't well, I say, see people with an asterisk in abortion all the time. You can't say praise Susan Wiki Wiki, um, abortion unrestricted for all? That I seems like know. something they would like. I don't know. Sean Garvey, the march has been around 500,000 in attendance for 47 years. It also has been entirely ignored by the media every one of those years. Generation life is real and gives hope. No black pills. Sorry, blonde. Thank you. Mm. Um, let's see. And from what I saw, too, it also it's so funny how the opposition is framed <laughs> as the women's march. Not that I necessarily care what the demographics are here, but I'm telling you, there's plenty of women who want nothing to do with these, these so-called women's march and are firmly on the other side of this one. BV says Wuhan flu, the bat meat boogaroo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lame attempt at humor, swinging a miss. <laughs> Metal Man <laughs> says, Isn't it crazy how the Colorado virus spreads like wildfires? People are given a vaccine for impeachment. What are the odds that this mm. Quartornado virus accidentally got released by Diane Feinstein's old driver? Wouldn't Maybe there's a connection there too. Yeah. Yeah. Truck of Peace. Mr. Medicare has a good take on the Awu flu, just saying my pronouns are king slash master. Um, our I, I, didn't, I didn't hear what he said. Do you know what he said? I have no idea. I also don't know. Uh, yet everyone ignores nuclear. Yeah, really. Uh, oh, as Mark, far as alternative energy? Yeah, that one doesn't count. Mark G.I. Um, of course, Greta is made to look 11 Democrats like their girl's young. Once she hits 18, they'll <laughs> drop her arse. Yeah, that's why they're probably starving her. Yeah. Albertus Magnus 44 does little Greta, AKA daddy's little puppet understand the carbon cycle. Clearly not uh, zoom gadget about 1500 private jets to Davos. Oh, that cannot be. Is true. that true? It's possible. I mean, it's a major world gathering. It's, it's definitely possible. Cameron Jones, uh, IADNC caucus is a head count by district after people speak and debate about why to support a candidate. People can be swayed to switch groups literal clusters rnc cast ballots after debate at least 08 to 16 yeah chemical 666 this guy has a dick caught in his throat i think it's aocs oh, mm-hmm that guy <laughs> um, yeah but that was tony sikowitz yeah david cooper why doesn't aoc know what wealth creation is i don't know because she's never created her own wealth uh kevin i can't skeptical faith I find it suspicious that Klobuchar is still in the race. I think she's being propped up as the establishment backup choice. Biden may not hold up. Warren is a liar and goes deer in the headlight. That's one of two. He also said, when challenged, gay butt a plug will never win black votes. It can't be the billionaires or Bernie, Tulsi, or Yang. So that leaves Klobuchar. Nobody mm. talks about her yet. She's still in debate. It's got to be Warren. Well, she got the co-endorsement of the New York Times, did Amy Klobuchar, along with Elizabeth Warren. Who knows? Um, Klobuchar... Klobuchar I wouldn't say impossible. Um, she needs to do well in Iowa, which she has been polling okay. But she's just so... Klobuchar has that thing where she can't control the volume of her voice. It's yeah. always like two or three decibels too loud, It's but it's very monotone. I'm Amy Klobuchar, and I'm from Minnesota. My Uncle Dick in the deer stand says it's okay to ban guns, so it's okay. It's just, it's very... She has no charisma. She has no appeal. Yeah. I can't imagine enthusiasm getting behind her. And her shaky bangs, too. They're always shaky. She does kind of have a mild seizure every time she gets really into it. 
Jim Keats, I have a BS in nuclear engineering and had 10-year career killed by the anti-nukes. Now, 15 years later, people realize that nuclear power is required for green power. Yeah, really. Mm. Albertus Magnus, uh, the whole point of capitalism is to end poverty. The point of socialism is to spread poverty. Ain't that Yeah, yeah, well stated. Um, SB, on AOC and capitalism creating wealth, so does communism. Communism creates wealth for the world banks through lending on inevitable debt spending and for politicians skimming from the top. I suppose that's true, too, yeah. yeah. Jozo Zavko, for every, or everyone search YouTube for Robert Smith building capital. The man knows his stuff, and he's not a moaning cuck like... Uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, the, the host. It's not an obvious read, yeah. It's Ta-Nehisi. Ta-Nehisi, uh... Luke Glanford, Aussie listener celebrating Australia Day. In previous years, there was a controversy about being, it being Invasion Day for the Aboriginals uh, with fires, droughts, plague, etc. No one seems to be bitching this year. Need more disasters. More <laughs> wow. coronavirus. Uh, That's true. I, uh, the, the Australia fires have kind of disappeared from the U.S. Yeah. news cycle. So I, I assume, I hope that everything's they're, they're going okay. But yeah. Um, I had to reload this. So let me get back. Uh, Slosher says... He said it was from the. Oh, he said that it was from when the cars had smashed him so hard. Mm, crash test dummies. Oh, the crash. Mm-hmm. I know the song, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm not. The reference is a little over my head. What are we talking about? There was this girl. Yeah, everybody knows that song. Okay. I, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe he's just I'm singing crash test, crash test dummies. Ah. Uh, latest nuclear solutions exist that satisfy all surface arguments. Molten salt reactors are safe, proven cheap. They can't melt down, explode, or emit carbon dioxide. Lefty leaders actually want global redistribution. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it's possible this is a front for certain other goals that are trying to be achieved. Uh, Semper Ad Melior. Those people became billionaires by sitting on a couch and doing nothing, said AOC, while sitting in a chair doing nothing. I, got, I also got nobody. Did we skip him? Uh, he already sent that one. Nobody you sent oh. that twice if you want a refund on your second one. Yeah, if, if that was accidental, send me an email. Uh, Albertus Magnus 44. How much is Russia paying shift to say these things? Russians have been buying Democrats for a hundred years. Wouldn't that be rich if that is like a hundred percent proven true that Adam Schiff is a Russian stooge, like a literal paid asset. Uh, that'd be so funny. I've never uh, said that. Oh my God. That, uh, I don't know if it's true, but I read it. And since I read, I read it, it's yeah. damning and we have to act upon this. Chatting with this girl is downskating, uh, downskated, uh, who after 20 minutes, she started spouting intersectionality when I presented conflicting evidence when told it was beyond question to question. I said, bye, Felicia. Ugh, you made the right choice. I know it's slim pickings these days. It's tough. Um, and I, I, I hope that I never end up on that market again because it was awful. I don't intend to end up that way. Uh, but uh, yeah, you made the right choice. You made the right choice to say goodbye yeah. to that one and move on to find something better. That's, yeah. Slosh says, time. Red Letter Media just released a video or review on Picard. Don't watch it. It's all leftist propaganda. Oh, I hope you're not talking about their video. They're pretty based. But the Picard does look like leftist propaganda. Mike I, Bob think that's says, what, I think that's what he means. Don't watch Picard. As oh, yeah. in, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's Red Letter him. Media is um, amazing. Uh, Mike, Bob, if climate change was this true extinction threat, build nuclear power plants, but it's not about that. It's about control. Human Hmm. energy demands that demands have never and will never decrease over time. Probably true. Unless Uh, we had some apocalyptic events that, you know, wiped a huge population out or something. Um, color me skeptical Oh, late to the party seven color me skeptical, but I suspect the media is pushing impeachment so much that the voters get turned off to all politics. That's ignoring the left's further power grab. Hmm. Thanks for all that you do. Thank you. Um, 
quantum football. That Jeopardy episode was taped at a time when the secret hearings were still happening. It was taped a few weeks later. I doubt they'd miss all the shift questions. I don't know. He had a pretty good standing before that. I was shocked they didn't know who he was. Yeah, I mean, certainly he he's got a high profile right now, but he also had a high profile during all the Russia stuff. I mean, he was on CNN all the time with his claims about I've seen secret evidence that Trump colluded and he's going to be impeached for that. He's yeah. been, you know, a media figure for quite some time. So I'm still surprised if they if they didn't know. Derek Finley. Hey, guys, love listening to the show every week. Definitely love the push for the three hour show. Keep the good work. We're trying not to do it. <laughs> so but. much to talk. Actually, this week is ran a little bit long just because I the Kobe stuff was so late and it's like, yeah. well, I can't not talk about it. Yeah. So a lot of late stuff got pushed into the show and I'd already prepped the other stuff. So I don't want to just scrap that. And thanks for hanging out with us. Kevin, Kevin Flanagan, no shit. Marriage is great when you're a woman. And then you racial slur. <laughs> I'm okay. so, how does that get through the censor? I don't know. It's because he spelled it weird. He spelled it weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Solus 48. One 50 year old woman was killed a child among the wounded. The two suspects had something like 40 convictions between them, both in their early twenties. Oh, wow. This must, this is the Seattle shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nobody name your daughter purity please uh no that is a recipe to have a daughter that's a huge slut chastity how about that one um beer me too brett helicopters are dangerous stares at blackhawk (laughs) albertus magnus by the way annabelle is a pretty name if you like it go with it i don't know live chat shit all over it so you can't have live chat name your baby though you understand the precedent you're setting for sure can you can't give them a veto either I can give them a veto, but if I let them name, you know, you remember Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. I can't let them have the power. I forgot how that played out. He let Macaulay the Culkin let Twitter pick his middle name and they picked Macaulay Culkin. And so now legally his name is Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> I did. Okay. Yeah, Wait, don't Macaulay, do Macaulay Culkin, Culkin. Oh, his middle name is Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Polaris 9009. Thank you for making my late store maintenance substantially better. Quick question. Is it bad that my first thought was, what did Kobe know about the Clintons? No, we were all thinking that. I saw that one circulating Twitter. Um, in fact, Sticks is in trouble for that very one. I think everyone's going after him for making that observation. I Blinken says, best show on Sunday night, said Abe Lincoln, 1860. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, last one for the night. David Blonde looked gorgeous on Wednesday. Really? What should the punishment be for aborting if, when it's illegal, same as murder, life in prison, or death penalty? Oof. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, when it's illegal, I guess you have to, it would have to be circumstantial. First and foremost, it's up to the states to decide, of course. But yeah. as, as far as the question, I'm really struggling to see a legal distinction, or a, not, a, not a legal distinction, a philosophical distinction. Yeah. If you accept the premise that it is a individual, human life. unique human life, and you are ending it absent some sort of like defensive need to do it, or potentially the case of saving the mom, which, as we all know, is incredibly rare but does happen, what is the distinct? What is the moral distinction from me deciding I don't like my one-year-old anymore? I'm going to put this pillow over its face until it can't breathe anymore. Yep. Versus me saying. I don't know. I'm not really ready for that basically fully cooked fetus of mine in my wife's womb. I think we'll just flush it and we'll do it again. I can't give, I can't make a clear um, differentiation between those. So I'm not, I can't sit here and tell you, well, it should be X amount of years in prison or it should be the death penalty or whatever. What I can tell you is on a philosophical level, intellectually, I would be in favor of whatever the, the penalty. Again, we're talking about doing this, uh, 
as a matter of birth control, basically, yeah. as a matter of, I just decided this thing should die now and the, the baby's developed in the womb. I don't see a distinction there. The penalty should be the same for snuffing out your infant as it is for slicing out your eight-month-old fetus. I think they're morally the same thing. I'm inclined to agree with you. But if I don't get some ramen noodles right now, I will murder everybody that's in this house <laughs> with me. And then you'll go to prison for life. Uh, all right. Are, are we all caught up? Mm-hmm. Um, over on DLive, Does It Matter says, AOC is rapidly making me retarded. Uh, hurry and take my shackles before I forget how money works. She will make you forget how money works. That's for sure. Thanks yeah. for supporting the show. Um, over on DLive, I do want to thank uh, Crypto, Does It Matter, and Chief Bulging Snake. Thank you guys as well for supporting the show. Uh, just Streamlabs remains. Give me one second. I can't even remember where we left off. Um, let's see. I think we left off with I Know a Fat Guy. Um, yeah, I know a fat guy says tomorrow is the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz. There will be over 200 survivors there. Trump is sending congressional delegation to pay respects while Ilhan Omar is complaining that the, <laughs> that these should be American factories shipped overseas. All right. Uh, Phil says we probably shouldn't have started social security. It is yet another chance for the vampire generation to put their grandchildren's or to gut their grandchildren's future. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think these things should be handled by the federal government. I think it was a mistake to do that. Um, but that's the situation that we're in. So we'll have to figure out our way out. I, I am baffled that someone like Elizabeth Warren would prop up social security as like this shining example of something we obviously had to do regardless of whether it benefited people in the moment or not. I don't think yeah. we obviously had to do it. I don't think it's obviously of benefit. Radicus says po Pocahontas is claiming to have put herself through college. Her ex-husband put her through college before leaving him for one of her professors. I didn't know that story. Is that true? Did she actually, was she previously married? I have no idea. Who do you trust? Money, money, money. I am giving away free money. Crenshaw is right. Buying votes. He did say that. And, um, I do think that's an interesting discussion. Like it's illegal to say, vote for me. I'll give you cash. Yeah. It's not illegal to say, vote for me. I'll give you a cash equivalent debt relief in this case. Uh, I'd like some explaining on that one. Very gray area. Um, and I think he's got a point. Redicus says Greta's parents are communist and want everyone to go back to being agrarian societies that would ha and we'd have to kill three quarters of the people to be feasible. I want AOC to answer one question. Where is the gun? Where is the coercion? Also breathe, dude. Uh, forum of idiots. Um, I assume you mean regarding the wealthy. Like if, if that's the point you're making. Like yet yeah, wealth... Wealth cannot be presumed evil. You have to know how was the wealth acquired. If it was acquired through a series of voluntary transactions where people said, I'll give you this for that. Okay, good day, sir. Shake hands, walk away. There's nothing, Im there's nothing immoral about that. Do that a billion times to get a billion dollars. There is something immoral about stealing, but she thinks that working for someone for a low wage because you have low skill is stealing. Maybe you should develop more marketable skill set if you want to increase your wages. Maybe you should take some personal development Maybe you should take it upon yourself to develop yourself personally. Anyway, I, I can know see everybody your... my baby bump. That's what I'm doing. All right. Phil says Schiff and Nadler grandstanding. Huh? It takes real chutzpah to keep squawking about others. Arrogance. Uh, <laughs> you call... Phil, it Phil's doing a Kevin impression, but th thank you, Phil. 
Walsey says, looking forward to many more weeks of impeachment coverage. Well, I guess it's just you. You're the one person in the world. Maybe me. I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep bringing you the impeachment coverage no matter what Blonde says. Uh, we'll talk no! about it next week, I'm sure. Anyway, I can't do it anymore. I can't. I we're all can't. set. We're all set to be out of here. I'm so getting long. a lot of hate in the live chat for getting ramen noodles. But I think that considering the state of China and their weird food, just everybody that has a Japanese friend, ask them what they think about the Chinese and then go support a local Japanese food establishment. <laughs> get uh, Go get some ramen and dunk a, dunk a raw bat into the ramen. That's no. what I say. Oh, God, the Japanese are totally different. Little little cultural enrichment. Anyway, thanks for hanging out with us uh, tonight, guys. Much appreciated, as always. Um, appreciate you guys keeping the chat lively and catching us up on the facts as they develop. And uh, if you're listening later on demand, if you're on YouTube or DLive or BitChute or on the audio platforms, wherever you're listening, thank you kindly as well. Now you're just showing off. Come on. If you're listening on the audio, you're missing the baby bump. Uh, but if you are looking for more content, you might not find on YouTube. Uh, you can check out the audio platforms. We've got more stuff up there. Plenty to listen to. They're all linked on the website and in the description. You can email us. That's beauty and the beta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday, of course, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not meet the press. It's beauty and the beta. Have a good night. Bye guys. Try and catch